fucking kids fucking my recording up. I'm trying to light this joint so we can get this podcast on. A little introduction to today's podcast with special guests. My man Jose Boogs from the South of Miami, Fort Lauderdale area. Briar County was in the building on the Cushing Coffee Show. Oh, let me hit this joint. Today I got my man Sonny, my barber. Sonny two times. We call him two times because he says, I'm going to go get the papers. Get the papers. <laughs> Don't mind the drummer in the back. We're part of like a 100 unit. Building and there's a lot of motherfucking bands here. The man from the band, the Coyote Man band. Make sure you guys come out August 6th. I think this is a Friday. This a uh, bottom line. Come see Coyote Man band live. Shout out to the bassist. He's my cousin. Shout out to Ian, the drummer and the guitarist. I don't know his name. <laughs> I'm just playing Augie. But uh, special guest on this podcast, this episode, it's good to be back, first of all, because I've been gone for a while. Been a little hustling fireworks, and due to an injury, I had to sit down for longer than I have to. So, But anywho, we had a great fucking epi coming back. We had Dr. Pablo in the building. He's actually working on a documentary for Emmett Till. Emmett Till, if you guys don't know, he's kind of like the big reason why the civil rights movement happened. Movement happened. Yeah, sorry. Uh, back in like August of 1955, he went down to visit a family member. And as he went down to a family member to visit a grocery store, for those who know the story, know what I'm talking about. For those who don't, I'm going to give you a like simplified story about it. But he went down, supposedly in, in those times, you know, in 1955, it wasn't like up here in Chicago. You know, but down in 1955 in Mississippi, it was still kind of segregated with racism and so forth. But as he went down there and visited family members, he went to the grocery store. And then later on that night, he was kidnapped after visiting that grocery store because he supposedly whistled or said something provocative to the white lady at the grocery store, supposedly. Um, but then later that night, her husband and her, uh, his brother-in-law, came and kidnapped him and then they hung him mutilated him and then threw him in the river so like in mississippi down there after they lynch people usually they just throw him in the dirt and throw throw him in a hole and put dirt over him call it a day well his mom fought for the his his uh his mom fought for his body to come home so she could have an open casket so she could show the world what they did to her son. He was mine. He was only 14, I believe, 14 or 15 years old when this happened. He was just a young kid. And then after that, thousands of people attended his uh, funeral and open casket in Chicago, here in Chicago. Um, but yeah, man, it was pretty cool to meet him. And he had a whole team with him. Like I met with my boy Jose down from Fort Lauderdale, 717 Studios down in the Briar County area. Shout out to everybody down in the Bright County area. My man TJ, I am Cash Marley. Man, look him up on IG. Um, but yeah, man, we're going to get into it here on the Cushion Coffee Podcast. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned. Enjoy. Yeah, this that run down. Yeah, this that run down. Yeah, I get my money in the streets. 
Cortez, it's your boy Jay Vanda here with my man Jose, aka Boog, my man Black Rocky in the building, that's who you hear right now coming through your airways, man, what's good, man, what's good, my Florida down south brothers, man, what's good, my nigga, shit, finally got to meet. What's good, what's good, what's good, Boogs on the motherfucking mic, finally made it to the motherfucking building. Cushion coffee, man. Yeah, what's up? What's going on, Ben? What's well, good with you, man? What's good what's with you? Saying, my brother? It's always good to see you. Blessing. There's a reason why we came together on a Sunday. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to my man, Black Black, over here on the airways right now. You Yo, know what I'm saying? That boy, Black Rocky in the building, 954. You feel me? Coming live from Florida. Touchdown to Chirac. You know what I mean? Doing big business with the whole team. You feel me? So we're just loving it here right now. So what's good, man? What y'all, what y'all, what brings you up to the Midwest this time, bro? I know you guys are always working, first of all, but we're, we're damn right, we always working just like you do. Um, but let's just first things first. Let's give let's give a rights and, and, and maybe just a couple seconds of your time just to to talk about Emmett Till and how how him his his death actually caused the movement that to this day is 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 still pushing forward. So. Basically, we're here for the civil rights movement, and we're here for the unveiling of of the Emmett Till plaque, uh, where he where he um, grew up as a child. Um, but that's our main focus here. But again, we also here to touch the culture because that's what we want to do. Everywhere we go is touch and bless our culture, man. Yeah, man. As far as Emmett Till too, man, I knew of him, like, but I really didn't get into it till you told me about him yesterday. So I did some research too, and it's kind of crazy back then too. You know, him going down to Mississippi to visit his family, not knowing that he wasn't going to come back kind of crazy because you figure at that era right 95 55 right august of 55 when it happened yeah. you know northern chicago was different compared to where it's down to mississippi you know what i'm saying they still had that conjugation going on the segregation going on with whites and blacks and shit like that and he probably just had a simple conversation with a white woman that blew up to be something that they you know what i'm saying because up here it's okay to talk to white women but at that time down in mississippi it was looked at or frowned upon you know what i'm saying when a black brother come and speak to a white woman Unless it was a, a working man or something, right? Or something. I don't well, know how well, it goes down there in the South, man. Just, just to interject, not, not to cut you off, but just to interject. Um, you know, and this is all legend from, from my part because I was not there. Yeah, but these yeah. are all legend. You can see it throughout any of the documentaries that people have documented throughout the era. Even, you know, the documentaries that's brought us here to this day. You know what I'm trying to say? So, but but it was it was that um, Emmett Till was a, he was a jokester. And he just, he whistled at the white girl, you know, as, as kind of like a prank. Um, and, 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 and that doesn't cost no ass whipping or, or, or worse what happened to him you know ass whipping that killed him yeah, yeah you understand what i'm saying so yes it, it, it was wrong and then you're right chicago that's the reason why you you guys are disconnected from because that's not what you grew up bro you know and, and like i said born in new york i, I kind of had the same same idea big city it wasn't that we, we ain't see racism you you don't see it till you get down to the south so. and understand and, 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 the, and the southern people are are willing to let you in because they're scared to even still talk about it because they fear was 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 so was so good and what i mean was so great and the magnitude how much you know how it scared the, the soul out of people yeah, yeah, yeah um but yes that's why we're still here and that's why we've been given the opportunity and, and, and i say first and foremost that's why we're here today um you know we, we we've been putting in that work we've been getting a lot of the the documentation of that and you're going to see the ongoing um documentation and even even you know, mainstream TV is gonna gonna support the fact that this this happened and the storyline is gonna come out. Um, so you'll see that soon. I I, I think in the, the the spring of of 2022. Yeah, yeah. As far as you black, 
you up here just uh, promote music and filming as well, helping as, out? As, actually, it's more based on the film because I've been working on this project for the last two years. We've been down in the Delta, down in Cache County, where the incident actually occurred. So we've been working down there at um, Tallahatchie uh, Flats, staying down there in the actual slave cabin. So, you know, just catching that whole vibe and, you know, catching a lot of the particular archives that happened, you know, you'll be surprised until you actually go down there and realize, like, people will say not even cut, you know, get, veer off the conversation, but when they say, well, damn, why they never leave the plantation? Because where you actually gonna go? You know, because if you run off one plantation, you're going to somebody else's plantation. And, you know, you may be captured there, and now you're a slave over here now as well until they come get you or whatever so you know just seeing how when Emmett Till them ran and went to hit hiding from you know the particular white man that was looking for them at the time you know they didn't have nowhere to run and hide so once they found them came and got them bro it was like a real story and you know um shout out to Mr. Wheeler you know that's the cousin of Emmett Till so we actually got some interviews with him and he was actually giving us you know a lot of details on what happened and he's like one of the longest living family members from that whole Teal family. So shout out to Mr. Wheeler as well. Yeah, shout out Mr. Wheeler. Man, that's dope though. They actually hunt down a family member that of his, man. That's kind of crazy. How was it sleeping in those? Did you say you slept in those? Bro, it's surreal, bro. I'm talking about like wooden walls, wooden ceiling, you know, you, you got like- Dirt floors. Bro, no, it wasn't actually dirt floor. It's like a wooden floor. Like you put plywood together on yeah, the floor. That like, yeah, it's, that's, that's what you're walking on where mosquitoes can actually slide through the, the, mm -hmm. the creases of the, of the wood and come bite you at night. So you got to be well covered and everything, you know? So you guys been working on this documentary for like two years? About two years, you know, with the whole COVID, you know. Little, yeah, yeah, put a setback, like yeah, a setback so, to everything. Yeah, we, you know, we, we don't stop. We keep going. Yeah, that was just a minor speed bump for us grinders out here. Because I know that shit didn't stop a lot of my friends from anything from achieving their goals or even if anything it made them go harder yeah that you know they confined us into a space they try to confine us you know what i'm saying but people overcame that shit and grateful that but man that's this is big though for chicago to actually bring a documentary about emmett till because i don't even think nobody really spoke on it like heavy like you guys are going to you guys are breaking it down to details and, oh. and, and and again not to interrupt you but just to interject to to say that you know, uh, unfortunately, like I, we we wanted uh, Pablo Correa, Dr. Pablo Correa, which is also part of our team, which is the, the our, our main lead of, of our side of things. We wanted him to, to also join, but again, we're, we're thinning ourselves out, so we're we're you know we're, we're we have half 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 sleep routines going on, right? You already know you you you, you do, I know you do heavy production and how I met you, and and we could go back to that day that when we met each other in South Florida. And that's why we bless you with you with, with our presence here because you did it Appreciate to us. You. Um, but um, yeah, so 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 we, we wish he would have came because he would have gave us more of a critical theory thought process. You know, he, yeah, he I was going to get into that yeah. exactly. But um, you, you're getting it from some from from from, from two dudes On you know, that, 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 that that just have a passion for. It. We're doing this pro bono because we care so much about our, our, our rights as a people. Yeah, as, as people. a people. When you that's hear the passion, word. like I said, you're gonna hear the passion come out of my voice. And when you do, it's because I give a fuck, man. Yeah, bro. I really give a Fact. fuck. But I also, I also did uh, spend a little time in the Delta. I just got chills. <laughs> when you speak, go ahead, speak. Yeah, oh, my bad. I was just saying, I got chills. Oh, oh shit. The way you're speaking, bro, you're touching my soul right now. You know what I'm saying? And you know what? Mississippi, we, we, we love you next summer because that's what that does to you. When you get there and you fucking sit and close your eyes and say, where the fuck was I supposed to go? Where the fuck was I supposed to run? Nothing but fucking cotton fields. 
and then they put the dogs after you know what I'm saying so you yeah, feel yeah, all that shit yeah yeah so 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 that that yeah, is black man in the south too yeah, like where, where are you supposed to go where are you supposed to go dog eventually somebody's gonna find you are they gonna claim you right back then are they gonna kill you like one, they, or, one of the three right it might be all the three might be all the three that's just crazy man because the lifestyle that we see now like, how do you see the transition? Do you still see racism now as 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 it was Wait, back man, then, or is it I'm just say, like I'm gonna say it emphatically? Fuck yeah, damn fucking right, <laughs> damn fucking right. All the way to fucking systemic racism is a fucking realest and truest shit, and why people cannot get even. That's true. That's you understand true. Understand what I'm saying? Yeah, and, man. And, and, and unfortunately, like George Floyd, the foot on the neck is not just for him. It's, it's that's what they're trying to do to the race completely. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we, we got to understand. That's what I say. You can't not, not teach this. Yeah, and yeah. I just said some shit that's contradictional because I, I, can't, I can't stand behind you telling me you're not going to teach this. And why are we going to, like I said, if we have to do it from every angle of this motherfucker educational spectrum, we're going to do it. That's where I think it needs to start, too, because, man, that's where like the key points are. Because you're teaching all the youth that this is okay to be this way when it's not, man. And then... Do you hear about that shit they got going on now? Talking about they're only gonna let like the whites back first or something or something like that, and the black and brown kids gotta sit at home because they ain't getting the proper schooling. Some shit's going on like that. I don't follow the news too much, but I read something about that. Like they want to teach the white kids first before they allow the browns and blacks back into school because of the COVID shit. You know, like the slowly transition back to world reality. But the white privilege get to come first, and we get second and third again. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and here's the thing. And, and they, even te- they even teach us to separate brown and black, which is the, which is the most critical sh- element of it. And as it comes back to, like you said earlier, people, bro, we as people, we, and, and no matter what color you are, we all bleed the same blood. No matter what, we all, we all got skin and bones underneath this flesh. You know what I'm saying? Like, we the people as, like, that's why the government, I feel, keeps us separated because they don't understand as, like, the people... They, we have the power for everything, man. Then let's, let's let's go to another another great that that guy. Unfortunately, they took his his life. See, we'll go back to some Malcolm X type of thought. So 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 you go back with when you try to bring too many people together, and I'm saying of color, of course they're gonna stop. But we can't let we can't let up now. Yeah, we can't let up. It, it's a it's a reality. Let's let's let's, let's and you know what you want to hear the, the I don't like I said I'm not gonna mention any. Cause I'm not really part of the, the I'm just I'm just an extra you could say in the, in the Emmett yeah, Till storyline, yeah, yeah. but yeah, I won't yeah. give you no. But but from what I know, even even so, there's some of the people that that had direct involvement on the other side that are are helping to, to keep the story alive, so that nobody loses it because yeah. that's part of America. You got to understand that, but understand that okay, yeah, you can't right your wrongs like all your wrongs, but you can is try to help the what, other culture what happened. even out the system. Yeah. And, and no. it, yeah. It's all about balance. That's what my clothing line is called, by the way, not to just throw this in there. Now, go ahead. It's well, yeah, perfect yeah. balance, man. In life, you need to have balance. There's good and evil. There's bad and good. You know what I'm saying? But at, at the end of the day, you always got to find the f- good things and the bad things that happen because eventually there's a lesson or something to be told from all this. And as us a people, we must come together and overcome this bullshit because it's been happening for years, a long time, man. And it's like this Emmett Till thing it was just one guy, but... It's been, it was more than one Emmett Till's out there. You know what I'm saying? And then, go ahead. No, 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 it just, just, just to strengthen on that. So, so our production team, we've always had this, this adamant why we have to be change makers. Yeah. And this is, I'm talking about from, from years ago. So like, like, like Black Rocky, he, he, he used to rap about this stuff. 
And, and we always took that approach that we, we, we're going to do our part. And we, we signed on years ago, but we never see, we never see because we was taught not to see the, the, the small little seeds that you plant that's going to grow into trees one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we planted, we planted these seeds and this is where the tree is at now. So we're going to do our part. Yeah, so yeah, everything yeah. we put out there, documentary, culture wise, we, you're going to know where the fuck we is. We ain't that, we, we, that's why we haven't signed or, or we stayed independent because that's who we are. We, we want you to understand that every, every, every team member here, we might have our different, everybody has a different, you know, I say, I say attributes like football, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? We all got a superstars on my team. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to Everybody's say? Everybody's good every, at something. Exactly. But when we come together, we like, you can say we like the down south, like Wu-Tang, just to just put the music to spin yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm trying to say? Everybody got their thing. Everybody could fucking, fucking split a, a track. Man, I'll take this niggas as a suede, my nigga. All my niggas will fucking burn holes in the industry, my nigga. But they just be like, fuck that. We got to find it another way. And that's why you heard Black Rock Cup on, on, on the scene. Slash actor. Slash, man, this man this man is, is, is... New Denzel over here. Yeah, that's what I said. Hey, man, I, I can't even take credit Denzel a legend, but I do try to get in where I fit in, you know, in most occasions, you know. Even um, like we're working on a podcast right now, you know, uh, me and Dr. Carrillo, Pablo, he, he's not here right now. He's still at a hotel, sleep, workaholic, bro. I don't ever want to do nothing um, else but work. But yeah, I mean, so, you know, wherever I see the vibe and the movement is, I'm trying to be a part of it, you know. So I kind of transitioned from the music into picking up the camera. You know, I feel the camera is actually bigger than me making the music right now because I feel I could touch more people because I'm actually a story writer as well. So, you know, I just want to just make sure that I'm telling the whole story. You know what I'm saying? I could tell you about the streets all day, but I also want to tell you about consequences. I also want Both to tell you about history. Story. You know what I'm saying? That we actually been through and the future of where I feel we we going at, you know, just as a culture overall, you know? Yeah. yeah. So tell me about a little bit more from the beginning of this creative mindset that you just happen to pick up in your life, man. Like, that's like a good thing. That's because I'm creative as shit too. That's what I created this podcast for to bring creative minds to here to the studio so we can chop it up. I mean, bro, honestly, I mean, coming from the, from the projects, you know, the Pink Apartments in Broward County, you know, I don't know if y'all know about that, but yeah, you know, it's a serious hood right there off 19th Street and 31st. So being raised in that type of environment and the lights being off and having to, you know, do my homework by the candlelight and everything, you know, so I eventually started writing stories of what I was going through. So, you know, that started turning into to raps. And then, you know, from raps linking up with, with Pablo in middle school, and, you know, we had like a little battle and everything. So, you know, just everything I see, you know, I try to put it into context of what's going on. Yeah, so. And uh, when, when, like, when did you ever like do like a school play or anything, right? Like anything for like the school? Actually, it's funny you say that. Yeah, I was in theatrical arts. So, you know, I, I've been a groom in a mock wedding in school. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, we actually did a stop the violence type of play growing up. And I went to um, BCC. I was in high school at the time, but we did the play over there at Broward Community College. And, you know, I was able to get a little time in doing that. And actually, the play was a success. We got a standing ovation for it. So, you know, that that was like, oh, wow, like they really vibing to this, you know. So at that point, did you like get like a lot of recognition for that? Like, like, I did. Like, I did. But, you know, I was still kind of like, you know, kind of tangled into the, the whole street life yeah, a little bit, yeah. even though, you know, I was good at schoolwork. But, you know, I was more intrigued by running the streets and, you know, doing That's my nice. big brother than we're doing, you know, so. That, that was the whole vibration at the time. When was the breaking point for you, dog, in life? Like you realized, like, bro, I got to change it. 
Bro, honestly, after I did my last bid and I was facing like 20 years and I had to take it to the dough, you know, that means go to trial for those who don't know. So, you know, when I went to trial and I feel, you know, God spared my life, I was like, you know what? You know, I had two kids I had at the time. So I was like, I got a shift right now because, you know, my baby mama number was kind of struggling a little bit because the breadwinner was locked up. Yeah. So I was like, man, you know, I can't have them out here struggling like that. So I started just shifting gears at that point. Like, you know, I got to be out here. So, you know, started doing other things. Yeah. Manning up. <laughs> so when you cross paths with this man over here? Yeesh. Man, Bull, man, I met Bull in the jungle, bruh. Yeah, Bull with that dude. So, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, we was connected through Pop. So, you know, all of us traveled up to Tallahassee. So we had to just vibing and, you know, I'm trying to get, you know, some work. So yeah. I was like, oh, damn, you know, who, you know, he was like, oh, man, my homeboy Bull up here, you know, from the crib. You know, Bull from everywhere, New York, Dade, and you don't know, just travel yeah, the world. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I linked up with him, you know, solid dude, and, you know, real recognized, real no matter where you go. And we just started vibing from there. So. And now here you are, years later, huh? In the shop. Yeah. yeah. And, and so let's go back to the, to the, to, to the meeting point. Meeting point is my breaking point in all, all, all in a nutshell, you know what I'm saying? So I got fast forward into, you know, I, I, I we could, we could go on track and say, say every, I, I grew up in that life, you know what I'm saying? So then, um, I got fucked up too. And, 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 and one thing I hope it teaches somebody that's listening to this podcast is, man, make sure you have your retainer fee before you even get in trouble. If you're going to be in that type of life, but long story short is that I had that, that it, I was facing something similar to what my man said. And the only reason why I could even talk about it is because I was educated enough before to have a fucking lawyer because you, you never do nothing to you. You know what I'm saying? You can't do that. You can't put yourself in that predicament. But anyways, um, yeah, so I, I had a shift change and I went to corporate America after that, you know what I'm saying? So I had to do a little something, a little time, a little big money to the lawyer. But then I went to corporate America. So I hadn't seen my brother in X amount of years. Yeah, so, yeah. so we're not going to go because there's a lot, there's a lot we could go down that, but to see my brother doing, doing the same positive that I'm trying to do. And we in the same city and not even know it. It's more remarkable yeah. how in tune we was from day one and how we're still in tune right now to this day. And that's why I motherfucker do it. And I know he's getting chills because I get chills because I, that, that's my nigga. I'll do anything for that man. These, these are my team members. These are motherfuckers that will do the same for you. Sleep in the same, bro, we 40 years old. We sleep in the same room like if we had to sell up again. You know what I'm trying yeah, to say? Yeah, we got to get we, right. It's a passion. It's what we feel. This is, this is our job because like, yeah, appreciate Love. you. I said that. That's just like me and my brother, man. Like, we've been through some things, and he's been through some things, and we are where we are now because we just kept motivating each other. And then we in, we in the same, but somebody brought us together that we met. We had the same ties to, and that's what came about was this, the clothing line. So it's like, you know, it's all about perfect balance in life. You know what I'm saying? Somebody to put you right when you need to be right, or you put somebody else right when they need to be right, you know, or just anything in life, everything in life needs to have a perfect balance. So it's like uh, original, the word Ori is the word in your head, crown. It's the most important thing in our body. It's a gateway, the key to everything, anything that you want, because you put your mind to it, you could get anything that you want, 100%. Just like we doing here, having a conversation. I met you back down on some fucking wild, just fucking, hey, I'll go with it. I'm, I don't even know where the fuck I was going, going to Briar County. All right, let's go over to the studio at 71773 uh, Studios. Yes, sir. And then I met like a Jose, and he's just like, and 
I am Cash Marley and uh, the young kid that you had there. What's Inde, up? Inde, Inde, Inde. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. And you Bank. can still get Inde stuff. You know, just check our YouTube. Um, you know, Inde fan page. You know, he, we're all over. You know, Instagram, all the all the all the social medias. But you you can definitely still grab us, and it's the same vibe. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. We, we just. Put Shout out my man TJ. Forward. That's who I went there with. TJ. TJ. TJ yeah. Hat was working with I Am Cash Marley on some tracks. It was cool as hell. I got some behind the scenes. I actually still got that video on Instagram. But yeah, man, fuck, uh, <laughs> that shit was wild. And then look, he's up here up in North, man. I ended up uh, seeing him the other night, you know, chilled out real quick. And then uh, fucking now we're here, Cushing Coffee, talking about Emmett Till. Emmett Till's day today, by the way. Yes, sir. Shout out to Emmett Till and his family. Yep. Everybody that's working on this production, I can't wait to see it though. Uh, man, there's, there's, like I said, there's multiple. Get caught up, you know. If you if you don't know the storyline, get caught up because again, like 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 Black Rocky mentioned, um, um, Wheeler 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 is a, a that's the most rewarding part of coming here because I got to I got to meet him, I got to talk to him, and his conversations, man. So so get all of them. Go see every single Emmett Till documentary you got to get caught up because there's so many different perspectives and 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 and, and it, it's it's an awakening part of american history and we're part of it yeah, yeah, yeah you understand what i'm saying so now you understand why i could do it if they told me tomorrow oh, hey you got to spend three more days here i would do three more days here because it's history dog we rewrite history. making a history is you know what i'm saying as we go along so and not hiding it like you know what I'm saying it needs to be told this shit needs to be carried on and taught and explained in American history like you're saying mm-hmm. like from now on because they you know they do try to cover it up all that shit history from ancient Egyptian times <laughs> you know they go yeah, deep I, th- I think what a lot of people also forget is that that whole Emmett Till movement you know his, his death actually was sparked the civil rights movement you know, by his mom making sure that her son's body didn't get buried in Mississippi and that it got transported back to Chicago and have an open casket funeral for everyone to see exactly what was going on. And even right now today, they're still trying to pass that anti-lynching bill that they didn't get passed because the um, senator of Kentucky, uh, Bland, he didn't, you know, approve it. So just think about it, back from 1955 to right now in 2021, they still have haven't passed that anti-lynching bill, and I feel that's serious right now. You know, not to even go so into technically, <laughs> if they wanted to, they could still lynch somebody. Is that what you're saying? Te- te- uh, ugly, 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 technically, but that's the shit that I wanna I, I wanna make sure that doesn't doesn't happen. Because I don't think I don't know how I would I would sit in, like, in the background. How does that even stand still? That's the que- that's the question the the the, the ultimate question. It's just one fucking question. Nobody really wants to answer. Everybody want to act like it's not there. But, but it's I'm, there. I, I, exactly. I'm tired of just being the motherfucker on the sideline. Like, so we 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 we're approaching that 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 question. And I'm I'm gonna test. I'm gonna test to what he said to to Black Rob said. I mean, sorry, Black Rock. Rocky. Rocky. Sorry. Sorry about that, my dude. Um, but I'm gonna test to what he's saying. It's, it's the truth. We we gotta understand that that was the the the. the the, the turning point of America is Emmett Till. And like I said, the, that he would have turned 80 years old and that Mammy fought to her dying bed. And then that that's from uh, Fannie Lou Hammer, which is part of this, you know what I'm saying? Jerome Littles, the, 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 it's deeper than that. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Start getting all your, your history because the Delta is very, is a lot more important 
to the, the work that we're doing in the Delta for, for all, all, at least them. At least give them a fair shot. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Because it's true what he said, bro. You got you to sit. I was there in them shacks. You got to sit in that shack and close your eyes and say, imagine, imagine this is how you lived. And you, you either got to work or they cut your hands off or they killed you. Or sold you. One or two, three, five, and, and four. And it's still similar to that, you know? Are you, do you think there's a, there's a lot more that could be said and, and done, but they just don't do it? Yes, the, the, the accountability. They like to put it on you. I worked corporate America for, for fucking 25 years. And they always want to put the accountability on you. Yeah. So, so that's what it is. Can we put the accountability on all you motherfuckers that know and continue to do it blindly and say that it's not happening? But it, it, it's not going to happen. Let's be honest. With yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So we ha it's, it's these small little steps that we're doing. Like, like the, the, well, I, I've only started to, to, to be in the fight. But these people have been fighting this since 1955. Years. years. And before that. There was always somebody. Let's oh, give it's it up. Four hundred years. Yeah, plus, let's, man. let's give it up to everybody that do something about it. Haiti did something about it back then, and that's one of the reasons why we even we 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 better give props to them because they fought for it. Yeah, Haiti did a big war back in against the Spaniards, right? No, against the French. The French, French. But anyways, let's go story. back to the major top. I, like I said, I'm not the expert, and I, I I only can give you my personal opinion, but. I think there's a lot more that needs to happen, a lot more conversations to happen, a lot more, you know, input from, from us. I mean, yeah, from yeah, us, yeah, from yeah. people that you want to do something about it, let's do something do about something it. You know about what I'm saying? Come on, come along. I'll just talk give, about it. Yeah, give some time. Give, give you got extra money, give some money. Uh, if you don't want to do that, teach. You know, what the fuck? I mean, put, put the effort. Well, that's why I created this podcast, too, because other people need to hear this. See, it's not even about creative. It is still about creative mine but it's educational man this is education is all i want it's all i want to create with something to give an educational platform different mindsets in here man different concepts everybody's got the proof and showing the world what the what the facts are that's it man that's all that's all that's being done today emmett till r.i.p man that's just crazy can, can i say something that's the most important part i hope i hope youth People my age, people older than me, always understand education is the key. Yeah, knowledge. And not not to mean that that doesn't mean you have to go to a school for four years. Just keep educating yourself, because believe me, my brother, if I knew what I knew when I was 20, 20 years old, I wouldn't let none of us suffer the way we fucking suffered, or we chose to suffer because we was indoctrined to do this shit and thought that was the way to fucking do it. Yeah. But then the idiocracy of us is that that we, we were supposed to do everything completely opposite of that. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. But we thought that that was a, cause like I said we we come from a different cloth. We come from a different breed. We we are the last of the dying breed. Like you know all the niggas would say that shit. We are though that that because it's just the, the the collective, like you said, synergy we have. We get in the room and we just we just build. And I, I'm I'm in amazement to say that what we're doing, the part we're doing, but just these little moments that we're doing and taking pictures and. And being in the thought of it and being in the room with these these great minds like like my brother in the building today and Pablo Carrera and RJ just being there and just absorbing it. Yeah. And I'm just getting smarter. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just hanging with my brothers and they teaching me shit and I'm teaching them shit and we're teaching each other. Beautiful. 
uplifting each other, man. That's, all, that's what we're supposed to do here is uplifting one another. Every soul that you meet, it's a lesson or a blessing, man. You just got to figure it out. Sometimes people take the wrong path or don't even have a path, man. That's why it comes with that notion of perfect balance again. You got to figure out which way you got to go. But, man, it's a beautiful thing. Black over here. Yeah, man, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just admiring your whole little setup over here, too, man. Like, just to see, you know, part of the culture, you know, you got your three microphones up here, about able to be on all at one time and, you know, share their story. And that, that I feel that's what it's all about and giving us this opportunity. So I appreciate you, brother, man, for sure. Man, love, appreciate y'all, too, coming through. Anything you got to say, man, before we get out of here? I know you guys got somewhere to be by 12, so. No, I, I, like I said, I, I think I've said too much, and, and people tell me no. But you know why? Because I feel like a lot of motherfuckers ain't going to believe what the fuck I just told you. No, it, yeah, it, gets, deep. it Trust gets deep. It gets deep. Some of my listeners, are, uh, they, they're going to hear this, man. They're going to tell me what they, they think about it. But it, I'm telling you, every time a person like you come on and they give you a conversation, because people ain't talking about what you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? They don't want to talk about it. So talk that shit some more, bro. <laughs> well, like I said, you know what I'm we you got 30 more minutes to cut it. You know what I'm saying? Before we got to cut it, man. Keep no, talking that uh, shit. shit. So, so, so just to, to just, just get and speak about the music shit, too. Over yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was going to get to that. So let's talk about let's talk about what we, you know, we do as far as the prophet side. Yeah, you know, yeah, we're we yeah, telling yeah. you what we do from our heart. So the prophet side is that um, me and my man in, in the building, we also do we also do film. We film whatever the hell you want us to film, but the money got to come right because we got straight professionals. Yeah. We got professional equipment. We got professional angles. We, we, we Our time is money, so so we could talk to numbers, but if you want to just get basic three-minute videos, $3,000, and we get you some class A shit. If you want anything shorter, we can give you numbers, but you know Jay Bandit do this thing too, so <laughs> <laughs> we all together in this motherfucker. So, um... That's that part, but the, the reason why I'm, I'm pushing that as well is because we, we, we're part of the car culture. And check out Jug Auto Tunes, please, uh, Instagram. He's one of the biggest when it comes to it. Craftsman, but you know, it, it, don't don't just put him in, in, in the little category and say all oh, he know how to do is run wires and put music. No, this man builds cars, old school cars, from 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 the Ruta to the Tudor. You know what I'm saying? Full complete builds. Check us out. We've been doing the damn thing, but now we're documenting it. So we, we also want to let young motherfuckers know that you could also do this. You go to school and do this. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And, and learn this and do this and, and, and get a get a get a fucking actual paycheck and not have to go sell dope or be a rapper or think you got a a, a, a nice fucking jumper. You think you gonna go to NBA? That's not the only ways out. You know There's what I'm saying? Millions of ways to make money. And, and God forbid you get hurt. What the fuck is your backup? Pick up a trade. You know what I'm trying to say? But anyway, not forcefully. Yeah, yeah. Respectfully. Like, find your passion and run with it. And run with it. You can still make millions of dollars in that shit. Guaranteed. Listen, yeah. man. Here's a simple stat. stat. I'm going to tell you real quick. Yeah. There's like, what, 9 billion people in the world, 8 billion people in the world, yeah. right? Yeah. You need one out of every 35,000 people to like your shit for you to have 200,000 followers. That's it. We, we, that's what we, we basic number get. So now we're going to get into to the smart analytics and algorithms. We got stati statisticians on the fucking team. Yeah, yeah, You understand yeah. what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. Yes, we've been studying the game, my nigga. We, <laughs> you just, you just going to hear us right now. But you, I, I, got, hey, I, got shit, I got shit for days because I could come with the fucking, with, 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 with anything. Yeah, I could yeah. tell my, 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 my niggas, hey, you could, we could do this rap thing if we wanted to. But you know what? We elevated. 
like you said, we 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 bought wings to the motherfucker. We bought whatever you want to. We on a different cloud, man. We we on a different path. We, yeah, we yeah. Our, our, our paradigm shift happened, my nigga, years ago, and we just. But it's funny because we was all doing it, not knowing what the other man's doing. Just be like, oh, and then get together and be like, oh, oh, we really doing this. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and we gave you class back then. We give you class music. We give you class culture. We because we like I said, there's no act in us. You know what I'm trying to say? But we we have enough we have enough talent to act if we need to. You know what I'm saying? To put put, put the cinematography out there. And that again, my brother, I, the biggest reason why I'm here is to pay support to you because I'm gonna need your help for us to 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 to, to, to continue to grow. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Because the network, like my man said on he said well, on the ride in, he said, Book, man, we need to keep the network. And that that was more invigorating than anything else. That I got from I, I we needed this man him, yeah. him, 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 to jump in the car and come do a fucking podcast and, and, and expand the thought because that was what we were taught not to do. It's not the network. Yeah, that was the key. Shout out to my boy Real T. If you ain't networking, you ain't working, man. Hey. I like that bottle. That's you know my man, Real T, man. Yeah. Real, real, real SRT, man. And that means, that means yes, I, you know what? <laughs> I got a saying that I go by, and I know I don't know where I picked it up from. But you gotta outwork the devil. He's working you ten know, times harder than you. Yeah, exactly. You, Every day it goes. Oh, you take six days, then you go see God, and it was, so, so you ain't fighting the seventh day, and this yeah. nigga fighting right six at days a week. You 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 only right next to you. You only fight you one. You gotta have balance, pa. It comes with the balance. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if you prayed three and a half days, and the devil worked three and a half days. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You still have those three and a half days that are blessed, but then you go through only three and a half day bad days. Exactly. We get the same seven days. We get the same 168 hours. How the fuck do you divvy it up? You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and let's get to that point. Is that then that's why I, I said, fuck it. I had, to, I had to turn softball and get the fuck out of corporate and back my way out. Because why? Because they wanted to suck you in and, and, and Bro, leave you dry. If you're a creative mind, get on it. Pictures, drawing. Like, dude, they, they've been taking that shit out of school. Yeah. They took the arts out of school. What the fuck are you talking about? So if you take the arts out, what what I'm gonna do? Yeah. What am I do now? I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna uh, go uh, banging again. I'm gonna go so dope. I'm, you know what I'm saying? Then you, you get an extra hour out of school and shit. You gotta keep the, you know like they say keep he keep the mind because a uh, 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 idle mind is the devil's playground. That's another big saying that I you know and it's true. Yeah. Keep the mind focused. You should see it, dog. After we film, you know that you probably know this routine. After you film, you still trying to over there edit with one eye open. Cause you know that you, and then wake up in the morning, damn, I was, I ain't do enough. I ain't have enough 24 hours. Yeah. Bro, I was just thinking that in my head right now. Cause it, it's like, the, cause I still work for corporate. I work, I make good money though. I ain't gonna lie. That's one of the reasons why I'm doing it. And I got five kids. So, but I still got this going on. I do the Cushion Coffee podcast. I kind of went down on it. This is a good episode back. So I appreciate y'all coming uh, through. Love. Synergy, but, brother. Synergy. Yeah, and it's just like, it all came together the way it's supposed to come together, so that's the way it is. And then it's just getting back into the notion of like, man, working, coming home, trying to do this. Look at the time. By the time I get home, it's like 5 o'clock shower, get ready, get something to eat. It's 5 o'clock, sit down in front of the computer for three minutes. Then I got two kids running up to me, be a daddy, you know what I'm saying? You got to be a daddy, a manager. You got to do a secretary job. You got to do saying, And then all the time, miss from my family is it's like I felt like that explosion happened for a reason like boy you're moving too fast like, slow down we got to stay in it and I think my brother attests to it I, right, right, am I right Shug? for so, sure right, he say say the saying that you know when it comes to that when you when you something get fucked up 
Man, you just got to keep going, bro, because there's a lot of people out here right now, they try to use an excuse. Don't use no excuse, bro. You feel me? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No excuses. That's how we rocking out here. That's just, what happened to you. And, and that's coming to you. And, and kind of, we jig, we the ones jigging you. Like, come on, nigga, keep going, dog. Yeah, yeah. It was that. It's just like, slow down for the, like, to be the family person. They, for, that, for, that's yeah. what it's teaching you. It's not telling you slow down. Yeah, yeah. It's be more. You heard what you said? You just corrected yourself. Yeah, yeah. You ain't, you ain't wrong. It's just teaching you what you need, you need to, do. to do. So be more family. Yeah, yeah Be yeah, more yeah. focused on yourself. And, and I, I said, don't give up your job. Cause you do got a hell of a job. I, I told my man, you you labor, hey, you know, keep doing that shit. Cause that's not a bad job. That's labor. That's labor. But 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 keep pushing your dreams too. Cause yeah, you, you're yeah. a talented dude, and we're gonna need. I tell you, we're gonna need. We about to blow the fuck up. We got movies coming, man. We got we we do commercials, brother. I already told you. I already quoted you a price, and that's the real yeah, price. Yeah, yeah. And it's all professionally done, and everything is shot right. My man's a shooter too. I'm a shooter. Like he said, we elevate. He 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 a rap. I can't rap worth the shit. All I can do is listen to rap. But bitch, we both shooters, and, and, and we we trying to get the we we, we we where we're getting. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. I ain't gonna... nah nah nah. I'm feeling the vibe, bro. He talk that talk, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 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 so, 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 the, so at the end of the day, we get perspectives. You know what I'm saying? So I believe if this man told me to break through a brick wall, I'll do it. And I'm a smart nigga. So what does that tell you? So I, I there's another saying. If you're the smartest nigga in the room, run. <laughs> run yeah, the other. No point of being around them. So I think all my niggas is way smarter than me. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. when I get around him, it's like he he just told me some shit that kind of clicked in my head. You know what I'm saying? He just gave me a, a little lesson. Hey, Jose, go on, get this shit. Just hit just this, his presence. Just seeing my brother in the same room together with me, giving the same effort. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You want to use team sports like a football team, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Man, I'm having a bad game, but this man, he you know, hit the quarterback and, and got to pick up a second and ran a touchdown. He done motivated me because we were getting our ass dog. And that's how life is. That's dogging us out. But he still moved. Why the fuck he moving and I'm not? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, boom. So, think of it. Like I said, one, one more shout out to Dr. Carrera. Dr. Pablo Carrera, drpablocarrera.com, and you can check all this shit. You know what I'm saying? Check that man's credentials. You know what I'm saying? But the big homie, I call him the big little homie, um, he showed us that you don't stop. Don't stop. It takes time sometimes. Yeah. Understand that it takes time sometimes. Sometimes it takes maturation. Sometimes it takes time and maturation. Sometimes it takes a death in the family. Sometimes, you know what I'm saying? What, what, what is it? What is it that drives you? But you know what, though? At the end of the day, when you learn, Stop, stop waiting for motivation. The only motivation we got is something that we have to live by. My nigga, you get every same day, at the same time, when you get up, give praises for whatever it is. Always. Because you don't know if you're not going to get up. And wow. once you get up, nigga, move. Do something. You know what I'm saying? We could go hip hop. Outcast. Got to get up. Got to get something. You can't all, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, think of the, those are the... You, I'm going to tell you, bro, not even cut you, but the biggest difference is from people, from what I see, bro, is the work ethic, bro. We all share the same 24 hours, bro, but it's like, who going harder? When I was growing up, I used to think that Asian people and white people was actually smarter than black people, bro, like, because that's how they program us. That's just the notion that they give you when you look at the television. That's the notion that they give you, bro, whenever you're in school, you know, the whole vibration. But when I started to realize, like, once you go to another class and we all have to learn from that same base ground, bro, it's almost like, who's working harder right now? Who's actually playing with their phone and who actually putting that work in? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? That's what's going to really separate people, bro. And if you put your, you know, because they say works without, uh, faith without works is dead, and that's real. 
you can have faith in whatever you want to, but if you ain't putting that work in, bro, if you ain't really trying to master your craft, whatever it is, you know, I feel that you're not going to really win. You're not maximizing your potential. Gotcha. Period. Facts. End of story. Facts. Hey, I, like my dog Pablo say, word. <laughs> that, that was a perfect... And, bro, sometimes you got to be the blocker, bro. I don't have to score the touchdown, bro. I want to, you know, block for my brother so he can score the touchdown. You feel me? Because we all a team, bro. We move in the unit, bro. That's how you got to be out here. Hell yeah. Straight like that. So what you got coming up, bro? What you got coming bro, up, Black I'm, I'm working with the camera, learning more about the camera, learning more about editing. Uh, you know, I'm still making the music. I'm putting the, the whole project together right now. You know, you can check me out, you know, on SoundCloud, Black Rocket 954. But, you know, I give them some street music. But with this camera, you know, I'm, I'm a real shooter because I'm shooting at your mind. You know, with this camera, bro, I just want you to see a different perspective of how I am. You know, you can hear me like even right now in this podcast, but then you can see me when I'm on the block kicking it with my, my little niggas, you feel me? My little brother and stuff, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm in a whole different vibe because they looking at me like, damn, here go the big homie just pulled up because they know my story. You know, yeah. and it's all authentic. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got, I ain't got to put on for nobody. Yeah. And I feel a lot of people out there that's listening to this don't feel like you got to put on for nobody, bro. Be yourself, bro. Share your truth. Fair you feel me? Bro. I yeah, met yeah. some dudes up in Chicago, bro, who who really work because everybody think, oh, when you kind of shy rat. You know what I'm saying? It's all about you know banging and X, Y, and Z, and it's not like that, bro. I met some people up here that's literally working. They homeowners. You see what I'm saying? They ain't talking about oh, this my block. They talking about nigga, this my house. You yep. see what I'm saying? Right. I met some good white folks up here, bro, where it's like, damn, you would think that black and white people don't get along, but that's not true. That's just the idea that they want to sell you, bro. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it's all part of your spirit, bro. You know what I'm saying? What's your, what's your aura? You see what I'm saying? It's not really about your color. They wanted to be about your color, bro. It's all about how you, how you carry yourself. You know what I'm saying? What you doing? What you got going on? You know, are you respectful? Respectfully. You see what I'm saying? So it's a lot of that that actually goes into the everyday process of just making yourself a better person and empowering the culture overall. That's what I want to bring to the table. So, you know, even with that, you know what I'm saying? I, I actually, um, I work with individuals to try to help them about uh, teaching them about health, teaching them about, you know, how to properly heal their body with natural herbs and everything, you know, because I feel a lot of people, they put me up on that. You yeah. know, so I can start eating better. So I can start getting on my Moringa tea in the morning and having more energy. You know what I'm saying? So I could start, uh, you know, my people, they like to eat collard greens. Then I had, you know, my little female I talked to, she was like on some like, well, hey, instead of collard greens, eat kale. You know, I started eating that, you know what I'm saying? Started making my body feel different. Started drinking more water. You see what I'm saying? So it's a lot of different things, bro, that start to actually, the way you eat, that's going to dictate a lot of times how you think. And we don't even know that, though. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Dr. So, uh, CB, yeah. Dr. Savvy, bro. Shout yeah, out to Dr. Savvy, R.I.P., bro. Legend. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. The boy, he walked the feds, bro. How many yeah. people you know actually walked the feds? In New York. You see what I'm saying? He went to court and, and he brought seven, I think it was like 72 people. He was supposed Come to bring on, 11 bro. cured people for that he cured of uh, HIV. Had, he brought 77 or yes. 72 or something like that. Bro, he had Michael Jackson uh, down with him coming to see him. He had left eye. Shout out Lisa Lopez and her family, bro. A That's lot of people. That's why they said that she got killed because of that. What yeah, bro, you know. Allegedly. But, that, I mean, that was a big theory, too, man. But, I mean, this shit goes deep, man. The rabbit hole from these motherfuckers. They know what they have. They, they, and it goes down to sacrificing 
with yeah. all kind of baby abductions and all kind of you know what you, you, you bring up Dr. Sebi too right you, you, you know Nip Nip had a yeah, lot of I know. Do that too. I'm just saying allegedly you don't want to go there either that's another conversation because you know what I'm saying oh. supposedly him and Nick Cannon was coming out with a big movie or something you know what I'm saying big production movie and then Alleg- something happened Nick Cannon allegedly, I guess you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so yeah, it's it, it it it's the it's the like and again, like I said, I'm glad my homie back in my camp because you know what I'm saying. He's just gonna up, bro. When I say and, and I, ho- I I I hope he understands how much I I really really look up to him. Yeah. yeah. Like he was one of the the, the, the brothers that was that did, like I, like I said, all of us, man. God bless total chaos, man. Every time I talk about this brother, I want to cry because I miss my dog, man. Yeah. I miss my dog, man. And, and, and you know what? He did all the shit we doing. That one motherfucker did everything we doing by himself. So what he taught us, that's what I say. Our, our ultimate, um, you know, fucking head head yeah, leader, yeah. honcho motherfucker that we listen to, taught us. Don't fucking bitch, do you? I can do it. You can do it. Yeah, yeah. He, he produces on music man a lot of motherfuckers in the industry all that nigga a lot of bread but you know what we don't give a fuck about it so we real niggas but you know what, what the ultimate is that we're not gonna let my man go to waste he he had an art form that nobody can touch nowadays people use it and you can still hear it and it's, it, it, we, it makes us laugh because it it all made them motherfuckers better yeah, yeah. You, you get you get him and you get pop on a fucking track and you'll be like why these niggas never blew you know what I'm trying to say? You hear them on the track and you would be blown, my nigga. Blown. You heard you heard my dog in the yeah, intro. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. all real, all lyrical. I put money on them niggas, dog. I put them niggas in, in, in Sway in the morning and they would murk that shit. <laughs> I swear to you, you know what I'm saying? Sway, you gotta make shit. that happen, Sway. Yeah. I'm gonna tag your ass. You better, better respond, Sway. Say 45. Get at us. Get at us. On. Get at us. Put them on. Get at us. I, I put bro, real shit. These niggas could rap some, but we, we doing bigger things than that, dog. You bitch should have fucked with us. Everybody should have fucked with us. Cause all, all we doing is we doing it from the heart. We doing it real. Yeah, and we doing it good. You know what? And we doing it with academia in the background because niggas got to get smarter, dog. Niggas got to niggas got to expand that. That yeah, you yeah. got to pull the hand out. Don't don't keep thinking that crabs crabs in the bucket is a bad thing. Crabs in the bucket is not a bad thing. You carry the other motherfucker out. You know what I'm trying to say? Yes, I know he might cut your hand off. I heard all that shit. But no, you call you with your eyes. Faith focused. Faith focused, nigga. Like, your eyes is going to tell you everything. Yeah, Bitch, yeah. you want to be part of this shit? You got to put the same work and effort I'm going to put in. Because we, what we're going to do is going to be monumental. It's generational wealth is what we're trying to do. Yeah, we're trying, like he said, the kid. Man, shit, it's about the kids. I'm, I'm an OG, nigga, so it's about the fucking kids. It's that. about your kids, my kids, his kids, the kids. We want them to keep learning. We want them to push forward. We want them to be the motherfucking changers. You know what I'm saying? But we can't let it slip through our hand no more. This is why we we, we, we indebted to this shit. And like I said, one more time, total chaos. God bless his soul, but that motherfucker used to do everything we're doing. This thing is like six or seven of us. Everything we all do, he did it, one person did it. And, and, and please check this out, his stuff out. I want his name to continue. And we're gonna definitely do a documentary. We definitely got some movies coming out. We and we got more documentaries coming out. And, and, and definitely, we're gonna hear from us. But but, but appreciate you. You know, we, we definitely appreciate you, man. Thank you for your time. We wanted to brand ourselves. Shout out wherever you get seen that from. Out Albany, right? Albany, Georgia. Uh, yeah. So 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 I'm, I'm I'm gonna throw a couple names at you. They're all on Insta- I mean Instagram and 
and, and, and some Facebook and some Twitter and all that shit. And, 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 and my dog, he's going to put his out there too. But 7173 Studios, Instagram, 7173 Auto Club. Check us out. Check our YouTube channel, 7173 Auto Club YouTube channel. We're putting out videos. We're going to your city. AJAH, shouts out to all the cities. If you want us to come and, and visualize what you do, we stopped here in, in Chicago. Chicago gave us mad love. We seen some, some biker dudes. They gave us mad love. They let us film them. Uh, and they got harassed by the, you know, Chicago police. You know what I'm saying? We we got it on camera, bitch. But anyway, much love to the to the culture. Much love to all all the dudes in bikes and, and, and old schools. And that, that's what we do. Check out Drug Auto Tunes, um, also on Instagram. Um, we're all a family, dog. We're straight out of Hollywood. We do we do the best in the business, man. We've done cars for all in the industry, and we're going to continue to do for the big boys in the NFL and all that. And you see us. You'll see. Come to our page, and you'll see it. Love, Black. Yo, you can check me out at BlackRocky954 on Instagram. You know, um, like I said, I'm just still, you know, trying to get in tune fully with the whole social media movement and everything. That's what my brother was telling me, like, look, man, you, I know you're connected with the streets. I know you're doing your own thing, building your family and everything. You're doing a good thing with, you know, trying to encourage people on how to stay healthy and everything. But at the same time, you know, you also got to promote yourself on social media. So that's what I'm doing. I'm getting ready to start posting every day. Me and my brother, Book, who, you know, who's giving y'all the whole game about everything, working with 717 Trade Auto Club. I'm going to be behind the scene on that, just dealing with the camera work the Emmett Till project, you know, working on that behind the scenes and at the same time, you know, building the project so everybody can see my overall body of work, but it's all a team effort. It's not just me. It's not about me. It's about the team. All right, man. Love and appreciate y'all coming out, man. I appreciate y'all. Appreciate you, bug. Appreciate you, Black. Hey, this is my man, yes, Black sir. Rocky on nine, uh, 954 SoundCloud. Go check him out. This at No Visa. Trafficking to work, I'ma call me a cow. You were dead with the work inside, I'm paranoid. Plus some extra costs, Jewish chain with the 21 crosses. I'm a luck ass nigga, you'll swear I'm fucking the voodoo lady. From a bucket to a Mercedes, now everybody looking crazy. Stop looking crazy. How the hell he did it, you'll never understand, cause you never been with it. You never been with it. You's a bitch ass nigga. You's a bitch ass nigga. Plus I heard you were snitching. We eliminate the witness. We ain't taking no chances. I can't do a life sentence. I'd rather leave the planet. Let me roll me a backwood. Fill it with exotic. When I teach you at the bando, you can't let it in college. Nah. Now I'm running through the hole like I'm Zeke Elliott. Ain't no running up a 
check these niggas get jealous. jealous. You might as say anything if you let it. Niggas talking shit to me, see if they regret it. Yeah. Run from, you know we got that get money fetish. Fuck the bread, boo, I cut their head like it's lettuce. Jury yeah. game flexing like the paramedics. Woo. And when you drop the bomb off, we gon' intercept it. Got yeah, all this money, you know I gotta bet it. Bet it. Had to let my hell grow just so I could dread it. Yeah. Rob it for your dope just so I could sell it. it. You'd rather me, nigga, than let the feds get it. That's right. Yeah, and I'm still climbing up the steps. Yep. They say you 40 years old, but I ain't out of breath. Uh. Yeah, still got a whole lot to rope. I gotta yo, give yo, it all yo, I yo, got yo. to this What's good, man? You're here with a twilight hour of this pussy coffee madness we got going on. I got Pablo and o- RJ in the building, man. What's good? Y'all say what's good, man. What's good? What's good? How y'all doing, man? Yo, yo. Hey, we already have Black Rocky and, uh, you know, my man Jose Boog. Boog in the South. We had him on here earlier, earlier this morning. I guess y'all catching some Z's because y'all were working hard the other day. <laughs> Yeah. documentary by him too. Go ahead and tell everybody about that, man. Introduce yourself, first of all. Okay, so yeah, my name is Dr. Pablo Correa. I don't, nobody ever calls me doctor. I actually get embarrassed when people call me that. But yeah, I got my PhD um, after getting a education from the streets and then going the wrong way down the tracks and realizing I had to go the other way. Um, but yeah. We're working on some some Emmett Till stuff. We I, I work very closely with a group of researchers that uh, are kind of like the final word on Emmett Till. They've been researching it for over 20 years, and they you know invited me to come along as a graduate student, and it kind of just grew on me. Um, but right now we're working on 10 short films. Um, we created an app in about 2016 uh, that commemorated 50 sites of the Emmett Till uh, murder and and um, trial that took place in Mississippi. So um, right now we're actually doing 10 films, 10 short films, uh, you know, three to five minute films, uh, documentaries uh, style, kind of mostly based on uh, these 10 sites that were part of this app that we built that was kind of a map that uh, commemorated and and, and located uh, with GPS uh, these sites. And then you you, you back here, RJ, what what you, what do you do for the production team? Yo, so I'm RJ. Um, everybody just calls me RJ. I've been working alongside these guys for a few years now. My part, my biggest role is filmmaker. Um, I'm always behind the camera. I'm a filmmaker, I'm always behind the camera, but I'm also like the IT guy. So I try to learn the equipment and be able to talk on the fly and be able to solve our problems. All right, so man, tell me about this project and how has it been uh, filming? How long you guys been filming? How long how long the production been going down? Um, uh, this one, so I, I usually taught um, a workshop. I went out there the first time in Mississippi. Like I said, I was invited to do the app, so I, I took pictures of these 50 locations, and then I was invited to come back to do a workshop for high school students. So we uh, worked on a picture project for them, and then we also worked on three more short films. Um, about the apology to the Till family. So the people in, in Tallahatchie County and in Sumner, Mississippi, made an official apology. Um, it's a long story, so I'm not gonna get into no. how that happened. I mean, we got time. <laughs> Go ahead, man, don't feel bad. Okay. We got time. So, let's see, where do I start? So the um, Emmett Till trial took place in a town called Sumner, Mississippi. And right now, basically, the town of Sumner, Mississippi, kind of went down since 
you know, it's, it's kind of in the middle of nowhere, um, very short, very small population. And the town, the courthouse was a major part of that town. And um, right after the Emmett Till trial, um, what happened was they, they totally remodeled the entire courthouse. They literally changed the, the dimensions of it outside. They changed the windows of it. They changed the color of it. They, they changed the inside of it um, because they really wanted to forget about this whole Emmett Till thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They wanted to just put it out of their memory, kind of be done with it. Just cover and, it up. Exactly, kind of cover it up, right? But, you know, through, you know, just times changing, and th that was the industrial days where cotton was king, and, you know, they kind of ran things a different way down there. Things are, things are not really the same there now, right? And um, so they kind of, the town was pre pretty much dying, and the courthouse was a big staple in the town. And if this courthouse went down, then the town would kind of disappear. Right, it's like the, the downtown is like smaller than this warehouse, right? That we're sitting in. Yeah. Um, and uh, without this courthouse, the town was going to die. So the, the uh, kind of white citizens were really invested in saving this courthouse to save the town, and the black citizens were really invested in saving this courthouse to to commemorate the the memory of Emmett Till. Yeah. Right. So um, they they got together and and. Um, but before the, 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 so they got together and made a commission to kind of try to save this courthouse for those reasons, right? So they had to kind of work together, and this is a town where blacks and whites didn't really work together, and they had this history of, you know, this racial injustice that happened that really, you know, started the civil rights movement. So um, they had to come together and form a commission of half blacks and half whites to figure out how to get, the, to raise the money to save the courthouse. And, since this was such a historical, you know, place, there's all kind of funding for for just those purposes. But they, the town really felt bad about not apologizing or not even acknowledging that this injustice happened to Emmett Till, right? So they they came together to do an apology, to the official apology from the town to the Emmett Till family before they even moved forward with anything else, right? So. They came together and did an official apology. That took a lot of time to, to, to you know, organize, and they finally ended up doing it, and um, they made an official apology. So long then, you know, a couple years later, here I come. And so they asked me to do a film about the apology. So when I was doing the filmmakers workshop with the students, I had some of those students help me out on the film. So they took me around, they showed me around Mississippi, I got all these shots, I interviewed a bunch of people. We put it together with archival footage, all stuff you know that I learned in college, on, on working on films and stuff. Now, doing doing all that during this time, does it still have that feel in there? Like, like, you know, what I'm saying that it does. It does. It has a is a very eerie, you know, feel sad feeling, like very um, surreal. Feeling. You guys all experienced that, right? You guys all been there? Yeah. You too? So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you've been to Because we're we're talking about. Um, sitting in the, in the shack, like the shack of the wood. You, you experienced that too also, right? Yeah. So it's, it's, explain that feeling that you were feeling as you were in that room. It's like, it's very remote. Even even going there and getting there, and sometimes I have to go here or there by myself or go see RJ. Um, and it's just, you know, the middle of nowhere. There, there are no sidewalks, right? There's just these, this one way going and one way coming, small, you know, roads. Um, even if you were to get pulled over, there's nowhere to get, there's nowhere to pull over. You literally f fall off the side of the road, right? And, and it's, it's just woods or fields 
right? Um, f f as far as the eye can see, as far as the eye can see on both sides, no lights, right? So there's nowhere to run, there's nowhere to go. Like, as you feel like nothing, like nothing can save me out here. It's a very desperate feeling. Like, you, then you really start, like all the tough talk that you did when you was at home, you really start to realize, like, wait a, wait a minute here. Like, nothing, like, this ain't, this ain't nothing nice out here. what we go through, like, we complain about the little things, right? Like, yeah. You know or we would say, oh, if I would have been there, this is what I would have did. Yeah. If I would, I, you know, I wouldn't have stood for that. But then you go out there and you see, like, just knowing the situations that happen to black people. And then you go out there and, and know that this, it already happened. Yeah, yeah. So it's like. Now you're picturing it how it happened, and then now you're sitting there, and you're the only person for like miles. You're the only person out there. You're by yourself out there. It's desolate. And it's nothing out there. To the nearest town will take you 20 minutes driving. Not so even longer than 20 minutes. That's that's a that's a, a good from good a good distance from town to town. But there's towns to towns that it's like you're out there an hour, and you're the only person out there. Yeah, to get to a real town, like if you need to get to a hospital, mm -hmm. then it's going to take you 45 minutes to an hour. But if you just need to grab something to eat or you need to like see it, you need to see like your neighbors or things like that, to see anyone else is going to take you a 20 minute drive. To get your necessities or to buy gas or buy groceries out there at those places, it's taking you 45 minutes so to an hour that time, to get though, there. But that time though. About 50 years ago. Right, so you're thinking about 50, you're thinking about... Or 60 years ago. 60 years ago, 100 years ago. Let's go back 200 or years even, ago. Yeah, 400 years. Right. And, and if you just look at the news, and you look at, not the news, but you look at newspaper articles, you look at archives, right, and you, you know this, this already happened. Like, like the, this, it's like almost like a, a ramp of escalation, how we see this happening every other day with black males right now. It was happening exponentially higher as we go back like it was not news this is what it was yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so it's not like we're saying some talking about fairies and shit, stuff that don't exist you know what i mean it happened already so now it's like you hope that something ain't coming around when something does come you're, you're terrified you're terrified you know after the first time being there like you really put it all into perspective. Like, what, what could possibly, like, where could I possibly go? What could, like, you hope you don't get a flat tire. Like, like there's animals out there. There's, there's, you know, people, especially at those times when it was that much more extreme. Yeah. So as far as you uh, making this documentary or being a part of this documentary, what have you been going through since you've been learning more and more about what, like, the history of this whole Emmett Till? his story and what you found out so far? Just a lot about research and a lot about how stories get told. And, and, and again, just visualizing the perspectives of, of what these you know, people actually witnessed and went through and, and still answering the, the first question, like you put yourself in these situations, especially staying out there in, in, in the cabins, you know what I mean, in Tallahatchie Flats, a great place to stay though, you know? Um, you, you really just the the first thing you do in the morning is you wake up and you go out there and you just see this just humongous field that's just a, you can't see the end of it it goes on forever and you think to yourself like what if they told me like this was my what if this was my life and i had just had to get out there and, and get in that field you know what i mean that the the cabins are this close to the field and it's so that's what their life was you wake up 
you roll out of bed and you get in that field and work with them. They call it from, from, can't to, from can to can't. You work from until you can see until you can't see. So from the time the sun is coming up to the time the sun is going down, that's when you work. And you, you roll out of that cabin, and if you don't work, you die. You die. So you think about that. The minute you wake up and stand out there, and, it, and it's, yeah, it's shocking. But now back to the second question. Uh, yeah, learning how to make films, learning what, what goes into it. Um, learning how to tell, like how do you how do you tell films, like, and then also how do you make up for the parts that you can't tell, right? Um, you know, you you only have so many pictures, you know, you only have so many like newspapers or or stuff that you know, or actually, right? Only you only have so many pictures and so much footage. So how do you fill in? They call it representational absence, right? What do you? How do you represent what's absent, right? So it, you, it comes from a lot of research. It comes from primary, what we call primary source documents, right? And those are, are basically the best sources that you want to use to tell stories, which are basically newspapers, um, you know, police records, transcripts, diaries, um, oral histories, what we call, and that's what we're doing here in Chicago right now, collecting a bunch of oral histories from, from what we call the uh, elders of the, of the community. And, and basically, they, they come together and they all talk about the past, right? And it's like, all of the elders, and there are hundreds of them, and they talk about the past, and they all go into um, oral history archives. So anyone coming along 50 years from now gets there and trying to tell a story, we sit there for hours and hours and hours and listen to all the elders, because these archives are in libraries around the country. So we listen to all these elders, and they talk about these stories. You know, when James Brown came to the club, you know, done this year or whenever something happened and then we piece together because we hear it from 30 or 40 of them and they all agree with what happened, you know, and some of them have this outlier, but then we might not use that one. But we know because these 30 people all say this same story happened and that's how we really weave together historical, you know, documentaries combined with primary source documents, combined with receipts, combined with, you know, diaries. Uh, uh, pictures, photographs, newspaper articles, um, because this is newspaper reporting that this happened to everyone, you know. Um, what else? What else are primary source documents? There's, there's a bunch of them, and we, we kind of go through all of them and, and piece together these stories, and all, along with, uh, you know, family members, witnesses, eyewitnesses, like I said, court transcripts, and, and, and things of that nature. So it's a, it's a big journey to put together these stories, and that's a lot of what I've learned and what I've been working on. Um, and then also bringing students along to, to kind of hone their skills in that. Yeah, teach them. You guys just came from some interviews, right? Doing some interviews? Yes, we did. Uh, we did. What was that? That, well, was that, that was all like uh, the family members or something? Or? Yeah, so we're here for the uh, commemoration of Emmett Till's uh, birthday. He would have been 80 years old today. And we met a lot of his family members that are, are still here with us. Um, they invited us for his birthday celebration, and it, yeah, it was beautiful. So um, as part of the 10 films, uh, 10 short films that we're doing on the Emmett Till Memory Project, and uh, um, these, there are four of the locations that are on the app, um, and 10 or four of the locations. So I was supposed to interview a lot more of the family members because of four of the oral histories, and um, we were also finishing the, getting the footage that we were doing for for the ten films, so we were able to do some of that. And um, you know, my my crew here, you know, um, Boog, 
and Black Rocky and RJ. Um, they they helped us out, uh, helped me out, get a bunch of footage, and we got some interviews. And we got to talk to uh, Wheeler Parker, who is one of the uh, cousins of Emmett Till that was actually there the whole time um, when you know the the infamous Wolf Whistle happened, as well as when he was kidnapped, you know, and and subsequent you know uh, occasions after, or you know being with the family after that. You you think if the uh just imagine, like, hypothetically, if they never released his body back to his mom so she could showcase the world, you think the, the, the civil rights movement would have never happened that sparked it at, like, that point, moment, or that kind of, like, just exploded it at that point? Because it was a... It was All right, that's a good question. And we look at uh, the civil rights movement like there was a bunch of, you know, it's black and white, so we think these are the bunch of old people, right? But these were teenagers and these were kids like us, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a good question. Did that spark the civil rights movement? Did did us looking at George Floyd get get choked, spark everybody running outside and acting crazy that day? Or that when when that happened? I mean right? it was plenty of, plenty of days I Right. Me. So so the fact and that's the power of cameras, right? The fact that we can show, we can use cameras to to show the world what's going on because these cameras hold uh, law enforcement and they hold the people in power accountable, right? So even like they're not going to tell these stories. Yeah. They're not going to snitch or tell on themselves. So we're waiting on them to tell on themselves. It's never going to happen. But the minute these cameras got involved, right, kind of like the Rodney King situation, right? Yeah. Somebody caught it on the camera yeah. because these cameras are now portable and now a poor man can have a camera and they can point it as well as Hollywood or these networks can point it, right? So um, to answer your question, I think definitely Mamie Till showing Emmett Till's picture to the world is what sparked the civil rights movement, right? Because they wanted to, um, what, what they cl classically do, as soon as a black man dies in Mississippi, they bury him. They throw him in the river and he never comes back up, right? So he, they hide what, what's going on, right? So the fact that she said, no, you're absolutely not going to bury my son, right? You guys have no right to bury. He was already in the box. They was, they was at a funeral uh, procession for him. They were about to bury him. And she got the NAACP to stop the funeral. Um, and that's one of the locations that's on the 10 uh, films that we're doing, the 10 short stories. And um, she stopped the burial and said, you send me my son up here. And uh, she got her, her cousin, Crosby Smith, might be her cousin or her uncle, I don't want to mess up the story, Crosby Smith, uh, to, to bring the casket and body of the bloated, disfigured Emmett Till back to Chicago. And um, his uh, son, Crosby Smith Jr., is one of the people that we came to do an oral history on as well. As far as like, other, what is, is that lady still alive by any chance or any of them people are alive? The people that did that to Emmett Till? I think Carolyn Bryant, um, the woman who he whistled at, and um, the wife of Roy Bryant, she's still alive. One of the only, I think she is the only person that's still alive about she, the case. She, anybody, do you ever go get a, do you ever go get like a story from her, like an actor interview? No, she's, um, you know, you can, as you can imagine, she's gotten a lot of threats and hate mail and yeah. the people find out where she lives and, and gets all kind of weird, you know, I horrifying, can you can yeah. imagine. Uh, you know, messages from people, so her family really protect her a lot. But as of late, she I know she did a book with Tim Timothy Tyson about about her, what happened, and she, com she you know she confessed to that he never really did 
everything that they no he did whistle but they they to to make it look worse they told everybody that he did a lot more inside of that store is what the real story was so all of his cousins and all of the all of his uh you know relatives that were there agreed that he did whistle and and the story was that you know he was from chicago so he really didn't even though he was warned not to do such things or, or we wanted to, to be respectful when he got you know down south he was kind of you know the the jokester of the you know the city slicker of the of the family he come down there he teased his cousins about being slow and being country kind of bumpkins and stuff and yeah. and how they need to you know so they so one of them uh as the story goes was like uh, okay uh bobo since you're so slick there's a white woman in there why don't you go say something to her right so he went in there, but the other cousin, Simeon, said that one of the cousins was walking out while Emmett was walking in, and Simeon went in there like no less than a minute. So nothing went on by the time Simeon went in there. And then Emmett paid for the candy, walked out, and then as he, you know, as they were walking out, the woman was kind of walking out with them, and he whistled, right? But what the, what the woman Carolyn Bryant said to everybody, you know, once the press got involved, was that he went in there and grabbed her by the hip and said, hey, baby, you want, why don't you have a date with me? I've been with white women. Yeah. That was what the story was. So now, in those times, a black man would definitely die for that, right? You don't do that, you know? As the, as the, the code, the Southern code went, you definitely get lynched for something like that. So that's what got the galvanized the whole white population to be like, okay, the black kid got what he deserved, right? And, and, and kind of take the side of Brian and Milo. So uh, I almost forgot your question, but yes, yeah, she did. She did admit that recently that um, he didn't do that, but the, at the academic circle and community, we've known that you know, for, for, for the longest, for, you know, since it happened. Um, because of the documents, we actually had the transcripts, the court transcripts, and everything, and just knowing by by becoming close friends with the family that that never happened. So, what's your next step after this, man? After the documentary, when is it dropping? Uh, you got a date on it? No, I, I don't. I I usually I, a lot of this is grant funded, and um, we have like deadlines. So, um, the, the deadline for these. Um, are like in the summer, but I think I'm, I'm trying to wrap those up and we, we were just always, you know, working on films and I, I, um, I, teach, I teach this at the University right now of St. Joseph in Connecticut and I also taught this at um, Willamette University as well as Florida State University. So I always um, try to bring students along and we're always working on something and we're sending stuff to film festivals and, you know, um, we, we did some stuff with, with the students with RJ as well in 2018 that actually made it to Sundance Film Festival with, with some of the students. And this was stuff that the students shot. This, yeah. was, this was us taking all of the theoretical stuff that we talk about all year. Now we're going to go put this to, to the test. So we, then we go to give it to these underserved populations and marginalized groups that, that are actually, you know, on the other side of the digital divide that don't have access to this. And then, you know, we, we um, try to, you know, make these connections, try to make them, um, you know, masters of, of the technology rather than, you know, servants of, of the technology, right? So, um, and then we see, you know, how this works. So, um, what was the question again? Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, man, I forgot. <laughs> we were talking about, uh, damn, 
What's the next steps? Yeah, the next steps, bro. Like, what? Like, as far as like the youth, like, how are you gonna try to? Oh, what's the next step? Like some films. Yeah, yeah. What do we have? Some films. So yeah, we we got a bunch of stuff that we're always working on and trying to send them to film festivals. So I can't really tell you like what's next, but we do have films that we're editing right now that we've been shooting for the last two summers. Um, but I do have a deadline for these ten films in this next summer. But um, as soon as we're done finish finish uh, with them, they will be up on the Emmett Till Memory Project app. Um, so I, I think uh, as I finish with them, they will be up on the Emmett Till Memory Project app. So by the end of the summer of uh, 2022, all 10 of them will be up. So you can, you can keep up with them like that. Um, I think, you know, by, by the end of December, at least half of them will be there, I would say. So, and uh, there's already stuff on there now, and, and I can give you some links to other stuff that we've done. So as far as like the knowledge of this, keep going for the youth to understand like what happened around this time. It should be in American history like we were talking about earlier in the episode. Like, you know how they're always trying to cover it up. Like this from like, maybe he's gonna be covered up from 40 years from now, like nobody's gonna care. Like this documentary might be circled around for until, until they stop it from circling around. You know how powerful the big brother system is and all that. Mm -hmm. How like now they, like if you, the Black Panther movie came out, right? And now you, you, you type that in, there's no Black Panther party that shows up on it. Really? Yeah, you, it comes mm -hmm. up as Black Panther, like the movie. Now anything about the Black Panther party. Yeah, I hear. I didn't, so I didn't like, know that. Like you got to think about the little things that how they're trying to simply just change things right in front of us. Right, like right. Simple things, man. It it's is. Right in front of us. Like it is. Every time I bring control. that up, stuff like that up, people think I'm paranoid. And they're yeah, like, oh, know, there man. you go again with that. But <laughs> I, I think that's that's definitely crazy. That's definitely true. Yeah, yeah. Right. Then they, 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 you know, want to want to... Erase the culture just from just a simple word, just a simple title. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Especially if you count on just the internet, you know, if you're this generation more and more counts on, you know, just the internet to look for information. And then these, these same, you know, people on, you know, whoever we're talking about owns the information, you know what yeah. I mean? So it's like, or, or not owns the information, but owns the, um, the distribution of it. The, 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 who um, gets to, who gets to hear it? not only who gets to hear it, but they own the networks that distribute it. You know, I mean, more yeah. and more so people are doing podcasts Maybe. like someone like you. But for, to do something like this and be on the airwaves back in the day, like you would have had to be, you know what I mean, like a big, big network. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? So there's only a few people that control the airwaves back in those days. So if you and then and then I guess the Internet people who run that they're there, I guess the high people, I guess, who don't want that information to be out. Yeah. Just like misinformation on Facebook when you share something, you ever get that? If you share something that says this is this might uh, inform people wrong, this mm -hmm. misinform people. Yeah, yeah, I'm not on. Fact I'm not on Facebook. You ever get any of that flag like that? Fact really? checkers. Yeah, they fact checkers. Everything. Like, how, who, what gives them, Like, it'd be instant too. Sometimes I'll post something up, mm -hmm. and it'd be like flag, fact checker. This might be misinformed. People. What? That's why yes. I never. I, I, That's kind of weird, man. I was one of the people that was like, I ain't, I ain't gonna get on. Facebook just because I knew that that was going to be maybe I didn't know but I, I'm scared of that kind of stuff like or I don't even I got many reasons for not being on Facebook but yeah I never got a Facebook and I, I got my space when I was young back in the day doing my rap thing so you, you got IG I had them no don't even That's have that uh -uh, I don't got no social media at all That's good yeah Pay attention. Get take notes. like at all 
Except for, like I said, I had MySpace when when I was young. I did my little rap thing. Yeah. So how's been the journey? How how like how how's been the journey? Like how's the journey been for you guys? Doing this. How long have you guys been doing by the way all together? The documentary. Documentaries. Um, no, this one on just Emmettel. This one on Emmettel. Um, I don't know. I feel like it's like a it's like a never ending. Docu- documentary, like it's not really one documentary. It's, I would call them short films. Um, yeah, I would just call 15, them. 15, 20 minutes. No, uh, uh, no, not even. It's like like three, two of them are like ten minutes, and then one of them was like five minutes. But it's like we've done so many of them. Like so, so far, so our um, filmmakers workshop, we did another one. It was like ten minutes that we helped the students do. And then um, that we had another uh, kind of gig that our, our other producer Joy Davenport um, was was doing, and um, she invited, she like literally split some of the money for another gig that she had in Atlanta to go do a Fourth of July celebration with the students. So we just had some of the Fourth of July celebration at the students' house, and we mixed that footage with their Atlanta footage, and it worked seamlessly, and, it got, and it, together with the film that they were doing called Snuck Off the Slave Ship, um, and it got into uh, Sundance Film Festival. So the, again, this was the students' first time using cameras. Um, they got into Sundance Film Festival. Like I said, we're putting this research to the test and trying to give students you know, the experience, the uh, self-efficacy, the confidence, to, to say that I, I too can control this technology, I too can, can be the master of the camera, I too can tell my own stories rather than waiting for, for you know, corporations, the large networks to tell my stories because we're waiting for the large networks again to tell their stories, a story about black Mississippi youth, you know what I mean? And Mississippi Delta is probably never gonna happen, right? So again, we're, we're giving the students the, the, the skills, we're giving them the confidence, we're giving them the equipment. You know, this is again, all stuff we talk about theoretically all year, but in the summer, we, we actually get to go and do that with these, these populations and these students and actually give them the, the experience. And now they can say, look, I you know, can do this. I have my name on a film that went to Sundance Film Festival. You know what I mean? And I, and I can do this job and I can do more stuff. And my name is on other projects that I've done. So that's, that's what I'm really passionate about, like you know, helping students like myself um, or, or, or black you know, people you know, that, that remind me of myself when I was growing up, you know, um, just confused about how I'm portrayed and, 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 and how, you know, the, you know, the laws in, in the country always worked against us. So I'm, I'm again, um, passionate about helping, you know, students to uh, not make the mistakes that I made and, and, and you know, kind of wake up at 30 years old realizing that I never read a book and with a, a, a record and, you know, and, and wondering what I'm going to do now. Again, because I, I, I tell them all at, at 30 years old, uh, it's not so cute anymore that, that you know, you, you've been in trouble and not so cute no more about all the stories that you've told that you can tell about, you know, failing and, and bringing, putting your family through grief um, and, you know, your, your buddies like who were, who were rebellious during high school and, and, and like the most popular kids, but like they literally like squandered every chance that they got to, to be invited. Like literally you, you were invited to run the world. Like, and, and I realized that when I got into trouble and, and again, 30 years old, just getting out of jail, um, you know, 
having to go, you know, work at a, a job for minimum wage, and I'm walking through the campus of FSU, and I'm looking at it, and my pops just died, you know, from from a stroke at 70 years old. You know, he's a, he's trying to weld, he's a welder at 70 years old, and he worked to his dying day. Yeah. You know, and at that's, that time, that's what I don't want to do. Not to cut you off, but that's like I want to retire next year on some real shit. Just yeah. Yeah. I like this be with my fucking kids, you know what I'm saying? Like, I Absolutely. Like at least try to right. be with my kids, you know what I'm saying? So I got like some shit in motion, but so far it's looking good, so we'll see what happens, you know what I'm saying? But for the most part, I'm sorry. Right, and at that time, you know, I'm walking through the campus of, of a college to go work my minimum wage job because I, I you know, have gotten myself into some trouble in, in this game that we was playing, you know, trying to live like these rappers that we thought we was, trying to pr live every line that we was rapping about, we would, and everything came crumbling down, and all my friends turned their back on me, and, and I had nowhere to, to go, and I have to now, you know, walk through this campus to go work for minimum wage, and I'm looking at the people that are going to school, and I'm thinking, all these people over there are about to go run the world, and I'm walking through the campus to go work at this taco shop, you know what I mean? And my, like my father being dead, he, he, he was a big fan of Florida State University, right? So I'm like, I'm, I'm on the Florida State University campus, but I'm walking through it to go work at a taco shop at 30 years old, you know? And, and every, all these people over there are going to run the world. And I don't, I don't know what the hell they're talking about in these rooms. Like, I have no idea, what, the, what are they talking about back there? You know, so I was intrigued. And that just hurt my hurt me to my heart. So I was like, I, I'm gonna get back. I gotta get in the rooms, man. I gotta see what they're talking about. I, I want to run the world. What I, I'm saying, I don't want to, you know what I mean? Like, and thinking my father would be so much proud of me if I was, you know, a graduate of FSU, you know, and, and him being, you know, passed away already. Just me thinking I could have been such a better son, man. Like I gave him such hell, and you know what I'm saying? They worked to their dying day to to. To, to bring me to a better country, you know, being in front of the Dominican Republic, you know, so it changed my life. So I, I slowly but surely got, you know, myself back in school. I had flunked out of school. I, I paid for my for a class here and there at community college. You know, I, um, you know, finally got my AA and then, you know, I took out, you know, student loans and the student loans was like paying me more than all the dirt that I was doing out there on the streets when I was hustling and yeah. doing all the stuff that made me go to jail. Right. So, um, I realized since I was a hustler that this was a hustle. You know what I mean? All I had to do was get straight A's and I would get another five or six thousand dollar loan in, in the next four months. Right? So now I'm hustling them out of giving me four or five thousand dollar loans every four months and they're hustling me out of actually learning something and then having to get a straight A. So I'm, I'm learning stuff. I'm, I'm learning how to do research. I'm learning these theories, the, all this theoretical stuff. I'm learning how to use cameras. I'm learning how to, you know, put this together with community events and how to, how to make this theory connect with actual what they call shoe leather in the community, right? And, and um, yeah, it's, it's um, been a great journey. You know, it's been a great journey, and I'm, I'm looking forward to, to continuing it. You know, they, I'm kind of on this, this tenure track path that, that deals with a lot of research. And, and um, I wrote a, a dissertation, a 300-page dissertation um, called Spectacle Lynching and uh, the NAACP's Push for Anti-Lynching Legislation, which is uh, a 300-page dissertation about just that uh, with all these primary source documents about the uh, most horrific lynching in American history, which was the lynching of Claude Neal 
um, in Mariana, Florida, and it happened in 1934. And if y'all think George Floyd or Emmett Till was, was you know, something, this, is, this was a story that uh, 15,000 people all came out to witness a lynching from, from like nine different states. And it, was, and, it was, and it was announced in the newspaper to all white people to come on out and watch this lynching, right? And it was even on a radio commercial in Alabama, right? And uh, 15,000 people came out to watch this lynching. So I wrote a 300-page dissertation about just this and just that, and um, got family members, got archival records, got, got um, newspaper articles that, that confirmed this. And um, so I'm on a 10-year track uh, where I'm publishing now my dissertation um, and, and kind of held accountable to, to, you know, put out some more of my research. So um, I look forward to hopefully doing a, a big documentary and, and even doing hopefully a film, um, just like uh, the Emmett Till film that uh, my research uh, colleagues um, have now been shooting. So some of the stuff that's in the, you know, path for the future. So you're on a path to be a historian then, huh? Oh yeah, like I said, well, we stayed up all night with me and my buddies behind me. Um, thinking, you know, talking about, you know, did you, you know that this happened to black, we would tell like these ghost stories all night, right? And about stuff that happened to black people, right? And then we was like, wouldn't it be great if we can go around the world and, and, and uh, you know, document and tell these stories to people and show them the proof that this happened, you know, that was, I was like, wouldn't that be great? And somehow, you know, dropping back into school from the streets, you know, I always gravitated to, you know, black history or, you know, um, um, civil rights or, you know, they always say if you like a professor, you know, take, you take one of his classes, take another one and take another one and take another one. So I, I really liked the professor, Dr. Hawk, that I took my first rhetoric class with and, um, you know, I kind of followed his path. And these are, again, researchers that have been doing this for 20 years and, and 40 years and they know researchers that have been doing it. So they literally were there. They literally marched with Dr. King. They literally got all of Dr. King's papers. When Dr. King died, they gave them to this guy, and then they gave them to this guy, and then they gave them to our professors. Like, it's like a lineage of research that's just, that's endless, you know? So, yeah, weird. Don't stay quiet over there, man. You all good mm -hmm. over there? I'm good, man. I just like to absorb, so I be listening. You ain't got nothing to touch up on anything we talk about over here, man? Um, ask me a question, man. Mm -hmm. All right, so like, as you filming everything, you filming everything basically, right, almost? Yeah, helping. So being behind the cameras, do you like envision yourself like being that subject you're like recording, like walking, whatever you guys are filming, like do you envision yourself being that subject? See, like also let me help you out, pick it back. So with you being from Mississippi and, and how we met and how you kind of got into films. Are oh, you from Mississippi? Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. oh. So he let him let him tell you how we met. Him being from Mississippi and me being a researcher, coming to Mississippi and stuff, and then how you know. So you just met him, basically, right? Uh, we've been working together for about what three three years now, Arte? About three years. About three through, years. You know, he was he's a and student as well of film. Uh, through I'm gonna let him tell you. Okay. And then how'd you guys come? Here? Uh, so an introduction to each other, like how'd you guys cross paths? So. I started at a university back home, Delta State, and when I finished up there, I just took a long, hard look and was like, nothing I'm doing is actually gonna help anyone. I wanted to shoot rap videos. I wanted to shoot films that would, you know, 
it might take up an hour, two hours of your time, and you might walk away enjoying it, but I didn't feel like it'll teach you anything what I was doing. So I just set it into my head that I wanted to shoot a documentary on Fannie Lou Hamer and talking to some elders around the community like Dr. Evans, who's like 95 now, but puts miles on the road in his own car to go meet with like Jay-Z and things like that. He was like, well, if you want to shoot a documentary on Fannie Lou Hamer, do it. Don't let anything stop you. So I just put it in my head. And after setting out with a different team that just didn't fold out right, I ended up meeting some good people like uh, Dr. Timla Washington. And while I was working with her one day, actually on another documentary that didn't come into fruition, she told me, you have to see these people before they leave. Um, no matter what you do, we'll call today early if we need to, but you have to see these people. And that's exactly what we did. We were in Drew, Mississippi, and I believe Pablo, Joy Davenport, uh, Dr. Hawk, and Ms. Megan Parker, Parker Brooks were all getting ready to film some things on Fannie Lou Hamer. So we met on the side of the highway in a small town called Winona. Um, and after introducing myself, everybody just seemed to gravitate toward me, I guess, and felt like I must have knew what I was doing because after they left, like two weeks later, they were like, yo, we're teaching this class, you gotta come do it. So I showed up and we've been together ever since. Yep, and then you, you asked about the documentary, um, um, when does it come out? We, we did do a documentary that year as well, 2018, with Joy Davenport, director Joy Davenport, and she's actually from Chicago. Um, and it's called Fannie Lou Hamer's America. And we, we, we were grant funded and we, um, uh, made it a K through 12 curriculum as well, and um, made lesson plans for for teachers. And this this K through 12 curriculum was actually made from teachers um, and, and educators in the Mississippi Delta. Um, and that film uh, is scheduled to to be on PBS in 2022, um, and it's going to Sundance Film Festival as well in 2022. So I kind of skipped that when you asked me the stuff that was going on because I was just talking about the Emmett Till stuff that we was doing here. Yeah. Yeah. How old are you, bro? 27. 27, good. 27. This is where I'm going to all these headers right here. Young man. All right. Dude, that's, that's like this young kid. He's a barber, man. He's coming. Is he really? Yeah. That's funny, but he's a young kid. He's just like got a lot of people in his corner. You know what I'm saying? And we all got good heads in the show that we've been through. Like everybody went through their own struggle. And we just telling them and trying to guide them through. You got this young man from Mississippi sitting in Chicago doing the Cushion Coffee podcast, bro. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's just amazing. It's a pleasure, man. It's a pleasure. I'm glad you're okay, amazing. Him. Dude, you got to exhort all these brothers around you, bro. That's just a blessing. Hey, I'm going to interject, and I hate to think to do it, but he has done a great job. I, I've only known him a couple of weeks, and, and, and I'm telling you that he's done Yeah, yeah. RJ, the, the uh, minute we met him, we was like, man, we, we was already coming to the Mississippi Delta. You know, we've been there a couple of times, but we, we never met him before. And um, uh, we just knew that we had to go meet Timla Washington that day. And um, she was going to help us out. So she introduced us to RJ. The minute me and him met, we just clicked. You know what I mean? Fact. Just look at us. We almost looked like everybody thinks we're twin brothers. Right? You know, I gave him a pound. And I was like, we, we just, you know, were so impressed by him that Joy and I was like, I think we should invite RJ to to teach the filmmakers class with us. And we was like, definitely, because he's from Mississippi Delta and he does film, you know what I mean? And this is what we're here to do, to, to empower this marginalized place in the middle of nowhere that has this digital divide, you know, 
to to empower them with with film. And this is a student that's that's into film, and he's black, and he knows the nooks and crannies in the back rows of the Mississippi Delta, and he knows some of these kids that we're actually going to teach. So it was like a blessing to us. We're like, yes, yeah. right. So RJ is there because we we part as part of the grant. You know, we was leaving this equipment behind to the students. So who better to connect with the students? If a student needs some cameras, if a student needs to shoot something, if a student needs some help, then RJ, you know. So, and he, and we, the, after we did the filmmakers workshop, we go out and shoot. We we'll go out to the Mississippi Delta because the Delta is also a beautiful place at the same time. Like sometimes once you, once you stop being scared enough, you realize I'm the only person out here and you start looking at the beauty of it. Right, and it's peaceful. It's you also. It's crazy that in the most dangerous, crazy place, you also find the most beautiful peace ever. Right, and RJ Balance. knows the places. Right, knows the places to go, knows the places to take us, knows where not to go, knows the people. He's been there. He has a history there. He, he's a filmmaker. Right, he's a student. So this is what we talk about, you know, doing. And he's like, you know, a link. So we're not just a bunch of old people talking talking about Tupac. He knows in between. <laughs> right. And he, he's a little closer to the age of the next generation, and that's what we're here to do. Like, make this lineage from the past to the present, you know? Yeah, tapping into the youth. Bro, so, like, growing up there, like, obviously you heard the stories of Emma Taylor and all that, right? So, before you met all of them, like, did you have any, like, notion or anything, like, to make your own documentary, like, they came across with? Or yeah. was it like a whole class group thing that you guys came up with all together? It was a class group thing? What, what's, what's that? The whole story that you guys came like. Did you have an idea of doing this be, before you guys came together collectively? or? I had an idea fresh out of undergrad to shoot a Fannie Hammer documentary. But I did not have the know-how of how the industry worked. I knew the equipment. I knew what I wanted to do. I knew what I wanted to look like. But no one spends their own money. Yeah. And I didn't know that. And you know, fresh out of college, no job, no nothing. It's gonna be extremely difficult to shoot anything, you know? So when I met them and they were a grant, for, grant funded organization that could teach me those things on how to build and how to find the financial things that you wouldn't have any other way and working beside them having a crew because you can't do these things on your own no matter who you are, it was, it was enough for me to be able to stick around and be able to make what I wanted into an actual thing and even better. And when it came to Emmett Till, I never thought to do a film or anything like that. Because truthfully, when you hear about Mississippi, nine times out of 10, what you hear is true. The most common thing I hear is when you go to Mississippi, set your clock back 50 years. Mm -hmm. Do it. <laughs> do it. I mean, we got 2020 cars somewhere, but you know, <laughs> the people ain't as open and welcoming at all times as you would believe, you know? So it'd be harder for you to stop because the support isn't always there. And being able to go to somewhere else and get the support I need to still be able to help my community. Right. And Why? the resources are just not there. Let me just cut the mic for a second. Like, there's literally like no supermarkets in a town. There's literally like, you know, no buses. There's no, you know, places open that, that even you can shop at. Right. Like you literally have to go like grow your own food or starve out there in some places. Like there's no Internet. Like when when people in some cities can just 
you know, dial up whatever they want on several screens and look up anything they want and, and look download this video and like they, they can't do that in some of these like most of these places still to right now. Like so they can't even it's hard for them to even compete, right? Like so when yeah, it comes to like, the Mississippi Delta, it's just a lot of space and not a lot of people. So you have a lot of towns that have their own zip code, but it may not be a population of a thousand people. So we have a lot of these towns where they know everyone, but it's so remote because everything's so far away that you can't get the same things. So you have places like Sumner, Mississippi, where the trial of Emmett Till took place. It, I'm not from there, but I'll give it 500 people for the town. There's one restaurant. I think it's like There's no grocery store. They have to drive to Tutwiler, which is a town of maybe a thousand people just to eat, and there's still no grocery store. You go from Tutwiler, you drive 20 minutes, and then you get a grocery store or fast food restaurants. And that's when your internet picks up because you're not carved out of the woods anymore, you know? Right, you so again, you just, you just don't have the resources in and you gotta set your clock back. So it's like, you don't have the same, you know, opportunity to just think up an idea and execute it, you know, and make it happen because with, there's without no partnership, the, right? Without the hardware and software, you don't, you can't make, you only just have this idea. You have to go kind of like cook it up in the kitchen and it takes these machines to do it. Yeah. So yeah, it's hard for you to do it and execute it once you have this great idea especially when you're in the remote nowhere with no resources. And when you take into consideration like support and population, the best thing I can say is how many people did you go to high school with or how many people did you graduate with? Uh, about, about 200, I think, graduating class. In Chicago? No, uh, Toledo, Ohio. Oh, well, that's still, I graduated with 99 people and that school serviced uh, rural, Drew, and a few areas, and so like three towns, because Sunflower was there, mm. you know, three towns, four towns, and you graduate with 99 students, you know? So it's a very small area. Everyone knows everyone, because who else are you gonna be with, you know? So you guys still doubt like segregation down there, kind of like, they didn't like your kind, and like, 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 yeah, segregation. Is it, is it like still like that shit? Like, as you told me, I said your clock back 50. So, it's, it's not uh, mm, a it's little bit. It's weird. Like, coming from someone that lives there. You, you like, still the fucking vibe. Like, it's yeah, just, it's still split. You know, you go into a town, especially like the Mississippi Delta, and there's still the train tracks where you're going down. You know, black people live on both sides, but you yeah. can you can definitely take my hometown of Ruble for it. I'm from Ruble, Mississippi. Like, so you come into the town, we have the famous Greasy Street because it produced a lot of music, a lot of music. But Greasy Street also almost perfectly splits the community because when you go to the right of Greasy Street, that's when you have your Section 8 houses, that's when you have um, the black community, the factory. You know, but when you're on the other side, that's when you have the school, that's when you have the eye doctor, that's when you have the grocery store, you know. So you see that divide, even though it's not as impact as it was before. So as before, it was strictly, if you're black, you're over here. If you're white, you're over here. Everyone knows that. Now, yes, you can go wherever you want to, but you see it, you know? And take, for example, um, going into a restaurant. You go wherever you want. You do whatever you want. It's still a restaurant, you know? But 
book can attest to this because he was a person that had never been to the Delta before. When you're sitting there and you're different, especially when no one knows you since everyone knows everybody, oh, they're going to stare because you got a room full of people and you're the only stranger. So it's like, who is this? Like, why are they here? You know, and I'll even get there if I leave. It's not, you know, solely because I'm black, but, you know, I'm black. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, in high school, you had to deal with that also? Like, in high school, you went, grew up in? Not really, honestly, because I started off at Ruble High, and then I transferred to another school, which was, quote-unquote, the white school. And I can't even say, quote-unquote, honestly. Um, my high school had a Supreme Court order to desegregate in, like, 2015. Still was not desegregated. <laughs> <laughs> White people and black people don't go to school together in Mississippi. Like, the school was mixed. It was still, like, I had, I went to school with complete Asians. I went to school with complete Africans, with black people, with white people, you know. But there was another school that was 99.9% .9 black, and we knew why. They had one white person that had just transferred there. That's it. Everyone else was black. And we knew why. But no one wanted to change so, that. I don't understand that either. So all the uh, whites go to private school there, right? Now. So, well, so it was so a these big private problem. school don't accept black people? What's going on? If you on? got enough money, you can get in. But then it's just... Oh, there you go. It's a money yeah. thing. Okay, so yeah. they can't afford it to go there. Or, or, or they'll give you a scholarship. Okay. You can so play there's a black person ball. with a scholarship there. Right. When At I was in high school, there were all white private schools in Mississippi. And that's the thing. We, we literally invited, I guess there's no such, is there no such thing as a white, so there can't be a such thing as white public school there. Oh, right? yeah, there is. Well, they, you know. What is that? So in this I white neighborhood high, somewhere. So, okay. you know, that was technically the white school. Because we, invited, bigger, we invited white students to come join the workshop. We literally sent them emails before, like, we, we're working on this a year in advance before we go there, two years sometimes. But we see, invited white schools, and none of them, answered our email. Like, we sent them to white high school students, we sent them to white principals, none of them wanted to come join, because we want to, you know, uh, have reconciliation. That's what the Emmett Till uh, courthouse, we, they did an apology for the family, and it was all about rebuilding the courthouse to the image that it was in 1955 to make it a place for, for talking and reconciliation about the past and making sure something like this never happens again, and actually doing something for the youth and making black people and white people come together. So we, yeah, we invited white students, and none of them came out. But none don't of them even think it's our the emails. students. But this year, though, we did have some white students. Actually, this year, we did have some white students join the Filmmakers Workshop. We had two of them out of 23, and, we, and you know, but that was a start. We have white students and black students actually mixing together um, at not a private institution, I would say. Yeah, but don't think as a student. I don't want to put that message out there because even when I was in high school, like I said, it was very mixed and everybody was cool with everybody. No one, you know, I'm quite sure there are people there and I've overheard some like crazy conversations, you know, so it is there, but it's not like the student yeah. body itself. It's that overlying parent that still wants to hold on to these things and still wants to try to force their students. So right. like I go to school, you know what I'm saying? I'm hanging out with the white people. I'm like, they're cool, but I know like they're, as they say, Papaw, mm -hmm. you know, when they come pick them up from school, I might not want to be there, you know? Yeah. That's crazy. You guys ever uh, heard of Joner, Joner, Joner Lucas? Yeah. Yeah. That I am not, I am racist. Yeah, yeah. How he gives like two sides of perspective, mm -hmm. well, a white perspective. Yeah, and that's my dog. Guy. I like Jonah Lucas. Man, he speaks some Shout real out shit. Shout out Jonah Lucas. As, as yeah, son, you put me on. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. Years ago. No, oh, yeah. Years ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
I heard it so when it came like, out years ago. I gave him like another shot because I, I heard that freestyle with Will or that remix with Will. Will came that's on and killed too. it. And I was like, man, that's crazy. Like, who is this kid? Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Will Smith can rap. I don't care what yeah, he, he got say bars. Yeah. He ain't got a cuss. His first that. album was was the, was dope. His first, I forget the name of it, but when he first came out, Didn't man, Nas he was like killing right it. Something? He was killing it. Yeah, but that was no, that, that was that was a good later in the game. Song, when, yeah. though, like, I'm talking about when he first came out with all that um, um, girls of uh, the world ain't nothing but trouble and all that. Uh, you know, yeah, the first album. That was my yeah. yeah. I was just understanding all that. He had some like just like ripping tracks on there that was just like album cuts. But he was spitting. He was spitting. Y'all need to go check that album out again. So how long you and Bug and everybody been hanging out, man? Oh man, me and Bug been hanging out. What? I've been on the book for the Jets? For no, I'm gonna say straight up 20, 20, 28 years now. Twenty eight years. I was like what? Like seventeen or was I yeah, about seventeen years old. And I'm forty five now. Yeah. Yeah. And this man right here, I've known him since I was Black Rocky, since what, I was fourteen? And and it was like seventh eighth grade, yeah, eighth grade. 14 years old. Bro, gonna say that, I, just to interject, I'm, I'm an adopted member of the Dirt Gums. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah. These boys been together so close. But yeah, a long time. We we, we worked together. Um, um, we, we yeah, we, we didn't stay. We didn't stay in the same city. You know, a couple of neighborhoods over. But we, you know, back in, in in Florida, it's a whole different environment. Like this city is over there, that city is over here. Yeah, yeah. It's like very close. Deerfield, Pompano, Fort Lauderdale, like Broward County. Shout out Broward County. Like, yeah, we 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 kind of. It's like a what what I would say about five or eight, ten schools. You know, from yeah. you know. High school, elementary school, middle school, and then we all play each other in football. We all like do the same sport, so it's like ten, you know, thousand of us that all grew up together and know each other for the last, you know, forty years. Hey, so like, do you ever think the fight is ever gonna pay off? Yes. The fight is it ever gonna pay off? Yes, I do. Um, it can, that? it can, it will, but but there's also distractions. So um, once you, yeah, it will though. It's definitely it has to continue. The fight has to continue. Cause you know the motherfuckers are way too powerful, right? That is nukes. Do it. You know what I'm saying? They just fucking nuke the world. Right. They can't control us. Right. It'll be like complete anarchy. And it's gonna come to that. Eventually. Yeah, it's already prophesized in the in the good book. I mean, it's already happening. Yeah. It's already been told. Absolutely. It's already prophesized in the good book, but you know at the end of that book we win though. So, I got faith. So, yeah, we it's going to it's going to we're going to have to go through that fire to come out on the other side like gold, but it's going it's going to be a bumpy ride, but we will win though. We shall prevail. And a lot of us a lot of people will fall, but we yeah, I think justice and and goodness and, and you know, we shall prevail. What do, you, what do you think it'll take to open up the youth's eyes more to what's going on in the world other than them being blinded by what's being put in front of them? Um, things. The, I hate to say it, but they're going to learn the hard way. They all in, just like we was all in. They think it's me and my friends against the world, and you and your friends are going to go against the world, and the world's going to kick the shit out of y'all. Y'all going to try to do everything that people... It's already in the book. 
Y'all gonna try to do exactly the opposite of what the people say and what the grown-ups and what the people are telling y'all to do, and y'all gonna realize that it did, it did not work. It did not work. It might have worked for this dude on TV, or it might have worked for, for this one person, but they catch them all and they get them all, and when they get you, you're gonna, you're gonna start back in square one, and all the chicks are not gonna wanna talk to you, and all of your homies are not gonna wanna let you borrow nothing, and you can't stay the night at their house, and you, you can't stay the night at your people's house because you don't want them to tell you nothing. So no, no grown man wants to be told to do anything, right? So you're like, what do I do now? Right, so I can't go still, still do the stuff that's getting me in trouble because I'm gonna be back in jail and I ain't trying to be in jail. So then you learn, now you're back at square one and you stop doing that dumb stuff, right? And I hate to say that because some, some kids listen. Some, some, we have a lot of good students out there and they're all in these college classes because they believe the hype, they listen to the myth that if I do this thing, I will have the many, many doors will open. But other kids are trying to look for that fast route and they think, there's, there's this hierarchy of the underworld that they want to join, and when they realize that they're in these prisons facing the time in there with them real killers, like, don't, don't, don't go soft now. You in here with the real killers, right? So you don't, after witnessing that a couple times, you don't want no part of that no more. So you come home like, I'm not gonna break another law just to not have to be part of that no more, right? So yeah, you're gonna go work at McDonald's if you have to after that, I promise you. So, like when you were going to school, man, and you were you were finally went back to school and you, you picked it up, and you, you what was the thought finally? Like you, you're like, man, I I can do this what? shit. What? I got straight A's and everything. I'm running circles around these college students because they they're entitled. Like, oh, I, I just get to go to college. My parents pay for this. I, I can just get straight C's. Man, I'm like, this is the sweetest. All I gotta do is do this to to freaking. And to, get to, paid, to get paid, right? right? And then one of my good buddies, Elvis Martinez, told me, oh, don't be getting C's, because if you get C's, you can never go to grad school. You know what I mean? They don't, in grad school, grad school is totally different than, than undergrad, because not even an undergrad, but college, I'm gonna say, is totally different than, than high school. Like in college, they don't have to beg you to do your work. You actually pay money to come here. So it ain't like high school, like, we have to beg you to do your work and this and that, like you do the minimum and you get a, you know, like they're gonna pass you anyway, not in college. Like you get, you're paying money to come here and if you don't, you know, uh, get an A, then, then, you know, or not even get an A, if you don't pass these classes, you don't get a ch another chance, right? You have to pay more money and now you're just wasting the money to play, right? So, um, and then also grad school uh, or, or, right. So, so, and then also, and and to to go to grad school, if you got a bunch of C's, while you were an undergraduate, they won't even accept you in grad school. Like, if you got if you went to college and got straight C's, they'll say like to come to grad school, like you just you came to college and played. Why would we want you in our graduate program? You can't even get in. See you, can't come here because you got straight C's, right? So to even get into a graduate program, you have to get A's and B's only, right? If you get more than two C's you're never getting into this graduate program that you want to get into. So if you want to go to grad school, you got to get A's, right? So I, I, got, I, I, was, I was like, this is sweet. This is sweet. Compared to the stuff that I've been through and the stuff that I had to do out here to, to make money and actually have five, six, seven thousand dollars every four months, like, this is sweet. Uh, you know what I mean? I'm going to get straight A's. 
You know, I, I stopped like they they give you so much work to where you literally start to time manage, and it's like if I if I do too much of this or if I hang out, if I don't wake up early, if I don't show up to this class, I'm gonna miss too much. Like I'm not gonna get this A. So it really trains you to like cut out the fat, cut off the fat, like cut off that bullshit. Don't if I watch TV. Like, I don't even watch TV anymore. Like, if I watch TV for two hours a day, I'm not gonna pass this. Like, literally, you you get a, a, a 79.9, and them teachers ain't giving you that point one. And you realize, if I would've spent one more hour of this last week on this assignment, I would've gotten this B or gotten this A, right? So you really realize how much you, time you waste. You know what I mean? Like, it, it really trains you to, for, the, for, to, for success. I promise you, they put you on the path for success. And, and in order to succeed in these classes, by the time you do that, you're you, you ready, man. You're ready, man. You got smoke, man. You, you, can, you can do a whole thing yourself, but you're always a part of a team. So it's crazy, yeah. So how does it feel to have a team now? Like, you, did, you, like you always knew you could count on Bud, right? And like, Absolutely. After, you, after you graduated, and then he had obviously his things going on, right? Right. And then like, how did you feel like coming back? Like, Right, absolutely. That's that's what you know. Um, dropping back into the world, you know, I, that's that was one of my one of my purposes, right? Like we we all wanted to do music and stuff, and uh, I thought, especially one of my my good friends, um, his name's Total Chaos. He passed away. Uh, God bless the dead. And um, we wanted to go help him make music videos, right? And um, just realizing that he always had to, he was the greatest, we thought he was the greatest MC ever, right? So just realizing that he always, one of his limitations was that he needed to go pay for videos from these professionals, you know, back in the day, to, to, to have a video back in the day, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, exactly, you had to be signed to a record label, you know what I mean, in the 90s, even that short time of a time ago, right? So I, I thought, okay, how cool would it be to go learn how to use cameras and, and, and make these dope videos for him so he doesn't have to pay for those. So um, I realized that, you know, I can take my chances out here and think that something's gonna happen or I can go to the place where they're actually letting you use their cameras and learn how to use them to, to do this. So, so yeah, going to school um, to, to learn how to use cameras and, and want to make these films. And then, um, yeah, I always dreamed about coming back and, and, and helping him to do that and then helping my, 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 my friends to do that and, and hopefully teaching them how to do that. So I couldn't wait to um, do that exactly when I graduated and have, you know, now that I have the opportunity to do these things, it's great to have, you know, my friends join me on that because sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm going to all these places and I don't know people and you know um, I wish that you know my homies were still with me so definitely it's exciting to see them um, have an interest for film as well and see them kind of like the fact that I have a PhD in this and the fact that now I have these opportunities to do this like they don't have to you know I, I would have to go hire someone else to do this anyway right so they don't have to you know have to have gone through the, the uh, all of that, so I can kind of hire them as as my crew to you know um, help me with all this. And, and it's hard to you can't do everything yourself, right? And and this is what you learn when you're in school. You're always either the light man or you're the cameraman or you're editing or you're doing some kind of graphics or you're flying a drone or you're driving the car or you're doing some research. You know what I mean? So um, as, as working together as a team. Um, you know, there's always something that, that you can do, especially if you're good at it or passionate about it, right? So, um, yeah, having them, it's a dream come true, right? The, the same thing that we were talking about in our living room, telling those ghost stories that night, right? Wouldn't it be cool to travel around the world and tell these stories? 
and it's exactly what we're doing. So uh, yeah, I love that my like homies is with us. Like the stories of our ancestors too, man. Like the people that walked this earth before us. You know what I'm saying? It's that's like kind of what our original shirt is about too. It's about uh, our ancestors that walked original. this earth before us. Yeah, original ancestors. Mm-hmm. Like we were all brought from here. From, you know what I'm saying Africa. Africa was a source of life. And that's what we believe. You know what I'm saying? They were brought all over. The Native Americans were here, you know what I'm saying, with African source of life and everything was out there and everybody had their own tribes and all that. But like that's why we're spiritual um big on worshiping our ancestors instead of what everybody else worships. You know, we, we pray homage and respect to our ancestors every day. Right. Because if it wasn't for them, our grandfathers, our grandest mothers, our grandest fathers, we wouldn't be here today. You right. Know what I'm and, right. And what they went through as whatever they had to go through centuries ago. Yep. Like my grandfather had came up here on migration when all that uh, industrial age was going on mm-hmm. in the 50s. And then he, all he knew how to say was coffee coming up through the trains and then built an empire here for 33 years in our city of Chicago. Like everybody knows him now, but he was just an immigrant from fucking Mexico. You know what wow. I'm and deal with a lot of slave fucking uh, down in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. A lot of motherfuckers down there in Phoenix too. Fucking plantations too. Mm-hmm. And a uh, crazy story my grandfather did with some motherfucker like that because he stood his ground to the owner, and the owner actually gave him a bigger house because he he didn't take no shit from him. So mm-hmm. But back then, you know what I'm saying? Talking about fifties maybe. He was a Hispanic, but it was more a little more lenient than a black man would have fucking probably got. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't Mississippi either. Mississippi the hardest down south. Right. Racism. Right. Like, man, you ever seen, like, the Time Kill? Time Kill, mm-hmm. That was, that was, we ain't seen that either, kid. That's some deep shit. Imagine going through that. As mm-hmm. It's like they betrayed that. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was okay for those white boys to do that shit. Like, right. they are saying, like, they did, like, what they got acquitted for, what they did for Emmett Till. You know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. Like, it didn't even happen. Like, I was just, whatever, because yeah. it was all white jury. I read something about it. It's kind of crazy how. Like they just cover it up, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. brush it in the wind type shit. Yeah, that's it, that's the interesting thing about storytelling, though. Like that's how um, our ancestors pass along information, right? And even before you know things was written down, especially before you know, not even gonna say books, but TV and radio and you know the internet, right? And, and books, though, books was like a technology once upon a time. Yeah. Like only the rich people could afford books, right? And they were like actually handwritten. So this was like only for like royalty, like people didn't read books, right? So books was a way to, to pass on information. But before that, information was passed on orally, right? We have these traditions and these uh, that almost became mythical, you know, stories about our people, like you were saying, and your ancestors, right? So these myths about our ancestors and these stories that were passed down orally, sometimes they, they rhymed, sometimes it was in the song. It was, it was because they saw we transferred you know, our memories and our information and all the stories always had, you know, this learning lesson and this lesson about, you know, pride and this lesson about hard work and lesson about, you know, respect and ethical, you know, components and stuff. So, yeah, definitely powerful to tell stories. And we're, we're storytelling beings, right? We, we respond better to, to stories, you know. We, we're very attentive to them and we're excited about them and we remember them even more. And, and again, rhyming is something that we, we gravitate towards because that's a way to transfer this information and make it a way to, to make it rememberable and, and fun to remember it. And it always has this, rhyme, this, this ethical quality to it. Like I, I show that to some of my students in the class that I teach 
And um, it's like, that's how they passed information orally, especially by rhyming. Um, and I, I'll say a rap that I remember from the 80s that I haven't heard in forever, like Slick Rick uh, Child's Children's Stories, right? You know what I'm saying? That's a classic, though. Right. I, but I, exactly. So that's how they passed on information, because it was classic, yeah, right? Yeah. So, yeah, powerful storytelling. And it always has something that you learn from it. So after this uh, Emmett Till documentary, what do you got planned next? Like, are you gonna go after another great leaders? Like, uh, I mean, not great leaders, but as as far as like showing light from like Malcolm X to Martin Luther King, giving stories about them like that. Oh yeah, always, always. We're always doing research on on like we said, people that we want to uh, talk about, especially the black struggle, um, violence on, on blacks, especially we we like to showcase um, um, not the what not so well known civil rights leaders, because everybody knows Martin Luther King, everybody knows Malcolm X, everybody knows Rosa Parks. Uh, it would just be like, you know, an echo of what was already told. Uh, but sometimes we do find stuff that we can also include, like Rosa Parks, you know, thinking about Emmett Till as the catalyst of why she didn't get up off the bus that time. Um, but yeah, we, 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 we grant funded or we look for grants to tell stories about not so well, because there was a lot more people that marched right there with them, right? Like Fannie Lou Hamer. Right, that got her 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 house uh, shot at several times. Several houses in the Mississippi Delta got shot at for for registering black people to vote. Right, um, uh, like Bob Moses. Bob Moses actually died today. Um, rest in peace, Bob Moses. He actually started uh, SNCC S N or S N S C N N SNCC S N C C, which is the Student Nonviolence Coordinating Committee, and registered black people to vote in the Mississippi Delta. Um, also, uh, he, he worked with Congress of Racial Equality to um, run, have freedom schools and do the bus boycotts. Um, uh, so people like Bob Moses, people like uh, Fannie Lou Hamer, people like Jerome Little are actually uh, working on some short films about Jerome Little. So uh, be on the lookout for, for some of that. Um, he, he also was very instrumental in, in helping uh, people in Mississippi um, and also uh, about getting the courthouse re rebuilt and, and, and bringing uh, a lot of the necessities to the black community. Um, um, yeah, so there's a lot of not so well-known civil rights activists, and, and what we do is we get grants to um, help us make them household names. So, so and then use that to make uh, K through 12 curriculums to be uh, then taught in, in uh, schools. So yeah, be on the lookout for some of that. That's what we're looking forward to uh, always doing in the future. Well, man, first and foremost, man, I appreciate y'all coming out here. Fuck I appreciate you, man. Man, we, we nice. stood in a late one. We got in a late one tonight, man. I appreciate you, RJ, coming through. RJ, no you got any IG on there? You can uh, share with your information. They get in touch with you, show, show some of your work. And just in case they want to, uh, or you guys are all a unit, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, this is this is our media man right here, too. So you already know. If you, if you want to get in contact, we ain't hard to find, man. We're not definitely not hard to find, and we're always looking for students and and, and young people that want to contribute, you know, and and we want to network. And uh, I, I, my whole goal is to get more and more students again to not make or not students, but people, black people, uh, minorities, to not make the same mistakes I did. I will show you how to get into school. Um, I, I would almost want to get you to my school, recruit you to come to college, right? That's the goal, to get more uh, young people to come bring your ass to college because we're going to give you the world. And, and, and there's this myth that there's this white America that hates you. That's a lie. These white people will give you the world if you show up to get it at these colleges. So that's, I don't know if you asked me for my advice, but that's, that's what I got. <laughs>
Listen to what my man is telling you, man. I'm telling you. RJ, any shout out before we get out of here, man, to the squad? Anybody back home? Shout out all the homies. If I say names, I'm going to forget somebody. So shout out everybody. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Shout out to everybody that showed up. Shout out to Bug Black. Uh, man, Black Rocky, man. man. Black Rocky, man. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry, man. man. It's, it's one in the you morning. You know Black gotta... Rocky. You got to go Black Rocky, too. <laughs> <laughs> Black Rocky on the mic, man. Earlier this morning with my man Jose, a.k.a. Bug from the South. The Briar County boys in the building. Cushion Coffee. Yeah. All right, Cushion Coffee, man. Thank you for the hospitality. Appreciate everybody yeah. that came through tonight, man. We rolling. Shut up. Like right, and when you drop the bomb off, we gon' intercept it. Got yeah, all this money, you know I gotta bet it. it. Had to let my hair grow just so I could dread it. Yeah. Robbing for your dope just so I could sell it. it. You'd rather me, nigga, than let the fans get it. That's right. Yeah, and I'm still climbing up the steps. Yep. They say you 40 years old, but I ain't out of breath. Uh. Yeah, still got a whole lot to rip. Uh. I gotta give it all I got till there's nothing left. What? Fuck em. Mother, motherfucker, huh? half these niggas turn undercover soon as they cuff them. It ain't my fault that the game changed. Niggas can't make bond air say a name. Huh. Shit get real, versus 20 years. Huh. Sobered up on the pill, the nigga probably squeal. Yep. You know they trying to kill the one behind the wheel. So when you ride four deep, you better know the deal. Yeah. Now I'm running through the hole like I'm seeing Elliot. Ain't no running up and check, these niggas get jealous. jealous. You might as say anything if you let it. Niggas talking shit to me, see if they regret it. Yeah. Where I'm from, you know we got that kid money fetish. Fuck the bread, boy, I cut their head like it's lettuce. Yeah. Jury came flexing like the paramedics. Woo. And when you drop the bomb off, we gon' intercept it. Yeah.